This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Thursday, everybody. What's up? Welcome in to another episode of the Bostonian versus the book being presented by the Betfred Sportsbook. And we, or me, I should say, maybe the only Bostonian not ferociously mad this morning. I'm actually in a very fine mood today. Everybody else is pissed <laughs> off in Red Sox Nation. Dave's wearing the Padres gear. Don Orsillo, I'm happy for you. Everybody else in New England is bent and just feels like they've been, I don't know, violated in some way. We'll get to all of that. Sports Grid Replay, how are you? Live Twitter youtube thank you lots to come on the show today we've got football on the docket but first and foremost that brown looks pretty nice dave how are you it's not bad um i'm good like i still can't figure out exactly how somebody can get 11 years to play baseball um these contracts the hot stove is awesome when it's like this and nothing I'm more excited about than baseball talk in December, especially when it's 32 degrees here in Las Vegas. People, you're coming for New Year's. You're coming for (laughs) playoff games and stuff. (laughs) Bring the warm stuff. You're going to be outside. I saw some people at Enchant last night in shorts. They were obviously from out of town. But it's cold, P-Roth. You got to wear a jacket. Enchant is the uh, Christmas lights traveling circus that they go yes. around the country. We have two now in Vegas, not just one. We have two. We have one here by my house in Summerlin, and we've got the one down on the strip at Resorts World. So, like, we liked it so much, we did it twice. <laughs> For, we like lights, I guess. It's a in different Vegas. crowd. I can Definitely. tell you that. And it's a different smell in the air, if you know what I mean. That's spelled down by the really? strip. Oh, oh, tell me the strip they're doing it. Okay, not, not, not the ball. No, the one at the ballpark. Okay. Is, it smells like, you know, Christmas. It smells like the holiday season. Yeah. There's the roasting stuff. I was going to say, if, if I'm walking around that Vegas ballpark and people are burning, I'm going to be. No, 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 no. That would be the other location. Okay. Well, I find, I mean, that's people who are partying and just want to, that's kids and, you know, they're on substances. And Do you know how much it costs to get into Enchant, by the way? The one by us or the one down the strip? The one by us. One by us is like 30 bucks. Five oh. It's now 50 bucks. Five oh. Per adult? Per person. The kids don't get a break? Family of five last night. Me, Jessica, <sighs> Mrs. Kinsig, and Big Kinsig, Middle Kinsig, Little Kinsig, Kylie, Kelsey, Kendall. 250. Wow. To get in the door. Thanks for coming. Take some pictures while you're here. Well, that really, they've jacked the price up big time. Inflation hit everything. Well, I mean, but the winter carnival, the snow carnival down at the M is only 30 bucks for adults and 26 for kids. And you see real snow. 
we're going there next. Yeah, that's that's a good bargain. That's I mean, it's yeah, wow, that's really expensive. I mean, that's fifty bucks a person to go walk around and look at lights is okay. I mean, it's neat, but it's not like my Christmas season's incomplete if I don't do it. <laughs> it's it's, it's fun. better than them lights you go to the to the raceway and drive. Around. I've already done. I did that. That thing is every year. Madeline likes that. That thing stinks. It's yeah. so boring. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, it's we, I, I bought them. If you go during the week, it's 27 bucks. So I, I did that. Right. So it's not, it's not awful per car, right. but like, it's so not worth it. And at this time of the year, the line is two hours to get in. What's the point? I mean, it's not two that, hours. Yeah. I mean, you can get it wrapped around all the way back to the highway right two now. Hours. Yeah. To get into it. It can be during the week on a Friday and Saturday night. You can be really backed up at the racetrack trying to watch these lights and it's not that cool. I mean, the, the lights aren't that good. It's, I don't know. It's we're doing, not. we're doing uh, the city of Las Vegas a service here just by talking about all this stuff and sure. promoting it. Christmas here in Vegas truth. is fun. I mean, it's I, not I, bad. It's cheap to this. come. Yeah. It's, it's a good you know, time. This, to is, come this and... is the time to come. You can like, you know, we said it yesterday. You can get around easy stuff is that, you know, there's not a lot of people mobbing things. It's a different type of crowd. It's a little quieter. You should come, and while you're uh, here watching the show, you should, you know, not only follow Sports Talk Matt and myself at Sports BK and Sake. Follow the show, Lost versus the Book, and hit the like button while you're here. Maybe the subscribe button. Tell one person about the show if you like it. Why you do love it? And you know, who knows where we could be? Because um, still not <laughs> sure where we're gonna be in a few. Somebody weeks. is coming to Vegas, by the way. Though the ESPN made the announcement, McAfee is calling the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, I know. We got to coming uh, in. Got to see about that. But, uh, it's fun to uh, see. I love it. He's coming in. So we got that. We got yeah. Lauren Rutledge. We've got uh, Herbie. We've got a whole crew coming yeah. in to call the Las Vegas Bowl for Florida without their starting quarterback coming in here, taking on Oregon State. Oh. So interesting times. All right. Yeah. You mentioned it there at the open. Let's get into this. Yep. Xander Bogarts last year by the Red Sox had a chance to potentially lock him down, but Xander Bogarts is represented by Scott Boris. Xander Bogarts was never going to take a deal before he hit the open market. You don't, you don't sign with Scott Boris unless you're looking to maximize your earning potential. So for every wait, Red wait, Sox wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Scott Boris is on my line too. I'm going to call him back after the show. I'm going to, I'm going to need Scott <laughs> Boris to be my Scott. I'll be with you after the show. We're doing a BBB <laughs> right now. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. It's, it's, <laughs> I understand the anger. I understand the frustration from Red Sox fans who are looking at Mookie Betts and looking now at Xander Bogart, who have now left to go to the National League and have gone to a warm weather climate with the National League West. I know the frustration is homegrown talent. You've taken players that were developed, you know, back in the Theo Epstein days, basically, and brought them through 30 years old. Xander was drafted by the Red Sox as a teenager. And now we're here 11 years later and we're looking at Xander Bogarts, no longer a Boston Red Sox, but he was always going to the open market. And if, if the Red Sox had given Xander Bogarts this contract, 11 years, no trade, no opt out. I would have lost my mind. This is a horrendous contract. I don't know what the Padres are really doing, to be quite honest. They have $300 million committed to three players who are all infielders. I, I don't know what they're doing. Who's playing shortstop for the Padres, Dave? Xander. Is Tatis an outfielder now? Is that just a done deal? He's now out of the infield? I would think so. 
second base did you play second base you have bogarts on on at short and you have second base because you're not moving machado can't play anywhere but third so machado's your third baseman oh machado could i mean machado could play short if he had to right but you just signed bogarts i need him to play third right i I don't want him to do anything else but play third i think you play xander short you figure out where to play tatis if you play him at all or you trade him maybe they move him who knows I don't know. They did what they did basically without him last year, right? Maybe they got Xander because they are shipping him out. Who knows? I'm impressed with Boris's ability to negotiate with nobody. He <laughs> builds up his clients' values. Just say, wait till the end of the contract. We'll get them all. We'll get them and, all. And then the media gets played because John Heyman was out here tweeting. <laughs> the Red Sox are getting close to a deal. They're talking, blah, blah, blah. What does that do? It gets the Padres off their butt, makes the Padres go ahead and, and probably give them a year or two extra. He's Amazing. 30 years old, Dave. I mean, did, did we like all hit our heads and just like wake up and realize that we're back in 1995 in the steroid era? We're giving guys 11-year contracts, nine-year contracts. A 31-year-old has signed a nine-year contract. A 30-year-old has signed an 11-year contract. Who in their right mind thinks this is a good idea? Scott Boris. Exactly. <laughs> This is known, as, I said it last night on Twitter, this will be known as the agent winter. Oh. This is oh. been complete, for whatever reason, teams now are so worried about the today that they're willing to just say, fuck it for the future. Like, well, we, we, who cares? We don't need to worry about it. Talk to me when he's 36 years old and he's broken down and he can't play shortstop anymore. He'll DH, but you have Machado for that. Yeah, they'll just rotate but they're each making 300 million. It's okay. It, it, it's okay. We, we don't worry about our salaries in the future. We're all good. I, I, the Dodgers are the Dodgers, the Padres. I get it. They own the city of San Diego. There's nothing else there. There's big money there. They got a great ballpark. They want to build a winner. I understand that if they win one world series, all these contracts are justified, but if they don't yikes, I'm starting to think that, the small market owners and Joe Sheehan, friend of the show, he was been on before. We I couldn't get a hold of him, and I was so busy this morning. I wanted to have Joe on today. Maybe we'll have see if we can have him come on tomorrow briefly to talk about all this stuff. He called them small market owners. There's no small market teams. It's all small market owners. I'm thinking they may be right. They may not have. You can see their thinking. Just because this is the market. And this is what you have to pay. Doesn't mean it's right. Like you can take a pass on an 11 year contract for a middle infielder shortstop. Who's third Xander's been healthy and he's a tremendous baseball player and tremendous in person. It's a great leader. Outstanding individual. I think he's from Curacao actually. Yep. Um, Yeah. Curacao kid. Uh, Anyhow, I think it's, I mean, Boris is using San Diego as like a retirement path. I mean, but think about all the great baseball players in the past that went to San Diego to retire, essentially. Steve Garvey ended his career there. Craig Nettles ended his career. Like back in the day, Dave Winfield started there, but he didn't finish there. It was always a place like a destination at the end. They're putting guys there now to win. I love it. That's great. But you always, at some point, when you make decisions for now, (laughs) and this is a metaphor for everyday life, our country, all kinds of things. When you make a decision for now and kick that can down the road, somebody got to pick up the fucking can at the end. 
And what are you doing? I mean, if the Padres win in the next three or five years, it's going to blow up. It'll be great. They'll maximize the value of the franchise, and the guys may sell. <laughs> and you're left with all these, these players that can DH twice a week, play the field once or twice a week, and be a middling ball club. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the economics of baseball right now. It makes no sense. None of it makes any sense to me other than to the agent. And again, I mean, I put Boris right to voicemail. He was on, I'm going to, I'm going to call him after the show say, Scott, listen, you know, we got to talk about this show The BBB, me and Matt and, and, and Farrah <laughs> got to figure something out. Can you, can you help us out? No trade and no opt out. Those are the two part two parts of this as an 11 year deal. I was like, all right, so like how long till the opt outs? No, there's no opt outs. All right, how long till they can trade them? Oh no, they can't even trade them. If Xander wants to have a retirement community be built and he wants to build a mansion in San Diego, he knows he's there until he's 41 years old. 41 years <laughs> old. <laughs> it don't even like what's the law? <laughs> Is he going to be playing first base by then? The fuck is he playing at all? I mean, I mean like, what, what are we doing? 41 years old. I mean, like, what are you hoping? The guy's like, I'm going to retire. I just, I, I don't want that money anymore. I'm just going to, I've made enough. I'm good. I'm fat and happy. I'm good. I'm retiring. 40 to do 30. I don't, I don't know. know, man. Did, did we somehow put Roy's back in the game? Like, are we all back on HGH? Because Guys aren't playing till they're 41 playing shortstop in major league baseball. I don't know if baseball owners and GMs have figured this out or not, but like, well, show how old me was a- Jeter. How old was Jeter when he retired? 37, right? 38 guys in the chat, please. Thank you for being here. Find out when Jeter was retired. Be see if you can do it before P roll, because he's got 25 tabs open. And if he closes the camera or stops the show, <laughs> then it's his fault. Who can find out who Jeter, when Jeter, how old he was when he was? Uh, so he he was, he was 40. He 40. Right? He was 40. Okay. Yep. Okay. So in the last years, we're not good. No. It's hard <laughs> to stay healthy for 162 at 40 at shortstop. Guys playing first base can do it. There ain't that much taxing things. And, you know, if you DH – once or twice a week. I mean, like realistically, Derek Jeter didn't didn't have a good year post 2013. Like, whoa. <laughs> like whoa. he was an all-star in 14, I guess. Okay, so 2014 okay. was his last decent year. He nice, played nice. he played until, you know, until 20 uh what? 20 eight years ago. Wow. So. Landon Higa said Jeter was also a bad defensive shortstop for almost his entire career. Fair. I don't know if bad. I think average. Yeah. You know, um, it's amazing that the pitchers are getting older. The pitchers. <laughs> Verlander, they just signed. Him and Scherzer, they, they, they make the most money. So let's see. So batting average for Derek Jeter as a 39-year-old batted 190. Batted 256 his final year in New York. How many banged up? How many at banged up? Uh, six, 581. He had 581 at bats his last year. 634 plate appearances. Holy shit. He played every day. Yep. Bet 256 had four home runs, 50 RBIs. That'll get you 25 million easy. Now <laughs> shit, 256, 56 ribbies. That might get you 35 million. Now 313 slugging 304 on base. 
a 617 OPS. Yikes. But I mean, as a 38-year-old, he was really good. He led Major League Baseball in plate appearances, at-bats, and hits. 216 hits. All-star came in seventh in the MVP voting. Got in 316 as a 38-year-old. What year was – how old was he? 2012, 38. That's a pretty good year right there, P. Ralt. He wasn't even on the stuff. All right. No, it's a very, it's a very good year. I mean, that that's a dream. If you're the Padres, but but by the way, after 38, you have 39, 40, and 41. You have three years left after he turns 38 and plays. That's hard to believe. And I mean, as reticent as like teams like the Padres are to spend money, right? Because you hear about the small market and the, oh, the challenges of having anymore. to compete. Like they've gone completely the other way here, have they not? Well, look, I I like it personally. I think it's a smart move because when the Chargers left, you have you've been in San Diego, I've been in San Diego. It is a money capital of America, basically. I love San Diego. So expensive to live there. Gorgeous, easy to recruit there. Ballpark is right downtown. Ballpark is beautiful. So you have a sports market with money and fans that want something of their own, and so you win. That's a pretty big size city. I mean, that's Southern California and you have people who are from Los Angeles who come down and vice versa. So there's a chance. I like the fact that they're going for it. It makes total sense to go for it and spend money and try to win right now. The way in which you do it though, needs to be, I mean, uh, if Tatis gets traded, okay. If somebody wants that contract and the baggage that comes with him, fine. But they locked him up because he was young superstar talent on the rise. I got why they they gave him face of baseball a year ago. But he was twenty three. I know, but I mean, I'm give that guy a fifteen year contract. I'm a thirty year old. Whoa, a thirty one year old. I mean, the Yankees are right there. Yankees have done this before. Yankees would just give long term deals and big money because they can buy themselves out of it. The Padres might be in the same type of situation, right? but they've got two other guys who are already there. At least the Yankees don't have two other judges on their payroll. I mean, you already have Machado. What are you talking about? They have a gigantic amount of money invested in their payroll. Giancarlo Stanton makes a ridiculous amount of money for a long term too. He's not, hold on. How long is Stanton? Because Stanton's, his deal is over in what, five years? Uh, Five years. A guy ain't played five years combined in the last, his whole career. Hold on. I want to see his contract. His contract is worth. No, it's not Dave. It's not that bad anymore. His contract is 20 is 32 million. This year it was 29 next year. It's 32. Then it's 32, 32, 29, 25 in a club option in 20, 2028 in six years. It's a club option. How he only old has five years. Carlos Stanton right now. He only has five years left on his deal. How old is he right now? Uh, 33. He's going to be 39 at the end of the contract. The guy can't but, stay healthy now. But it's not 43 million. It's 32. What's well, the difference? What's 8 million between friends? For the Yankees, not that much. Well, that's the point. You ha- like, it's still the <laughs> haves and the have-nots, right, in that regard. And I don't want to tell anybody how to spend their money. Fuck it. If you want to spend the money and try to get these right. guys, that's fine. Give me some young kids who are coming up. We get everybody together. And get some pitching, we can compete. That's the beauty of baseball. We don't have to have them now, especially with the playoff format the way it is. We just got to get in and dance and beat you in, in right. a three game series to start. And then fuck it, we're going. So I, I see I like, both sides, but this I is like the Padres. Insane. 
I want the Padres to win. I would love the Padres to dethrone the Dodgers. I would love to see San Diego, you know, basically go and become a baseball centric market. And they already kind of are, but they got to win. I just, I love Don Arcello. I, I watched the Padres games here in Vegas. He's How the great is it watching him every He's night? Unbelievable. Like I, I, mean, I, I did it I in the risk room. Like you got to grow up or be yeah. back there when he was there. We would put on the Red Sox games when we were in the room just to listen to Don. He gets sent, he comes out to San Diego and we get it every night at home. And, and, and I'm taken back to being a kid just wanting to listen to the baseball game, let alone watch it. It's the best. He's great. So you've got Machado, Tatis, and Bogarts. Tatis is the question whether or not they're going to keep him or not. Right. If they trade him, I'd love to see who's going to take the deal and who wants that baggage and what comes back for him. Maybe maybe a bag of balls, given the contract that Tatis has coming back and then the Royd allegations, or not, or not allegations, the Royd suspension that he currently is suffering through at the moment. So that's a big question. Pitching-wise, Padres are decent, but it's the 11-year number that keeps on jumping out at me. The no trade and the no opt-out. He's getting every Incredible. single sense of this. Football players have got to do like fuck this. Like this is, this is like I I I play quarterback. I get my my head kicked in every Sunday. Yeah. Yep. And this dude's in San Diego with my ties, fielding ground balls, and he's getting every single dime of two hundred eighty million dollars, whether he plays or not. He's getting two hundred eighty million for eleven years from San Diego. They got a good union. Oh my goodness. I got the best union in the world, I'd argue. It's unreal when you start. Bobby Bonilla still gets a million dollars annuity that's every year. Contract ever. That's, I mean, it's great. His contract's the best one ever with the Mets. Yeah. Bobby Bonilla Day. It's phenomenal. It's, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm not mad the Red Sox. Every Red Sox fan is so pissed off today. They're furious at ownership. They want to, you know, they started the day. We'll get to it in a second. They started the day pretty happy. End of the day, ferociously mad. And that's why the stories, I mean, Boston played damage control by leaking out the, you know, the first two stories about who they signed. And, but like, I look at it from Red Sox fan perspective and I'm so glad that I'm removed because I, I, I love oh. Jared. I love Jared Carapas. Okay. Jared's oh. a friend of mine and I think he's, he's oh. great content stuff, but like the level of flip out that's going on right now over mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. you, it should never have come to this. They didn't have to have this happen. They could have signed it. Guys, he had Scott Boris as an agent. He was never not going to the free market. He was going to go to the highest bidder, period. And this contract that he got, bless you, Xander. I'm happy for you. You got your bag. Great. Yeah. But if this was the Red Sox giving him this deal, I would be losing my mind going, this is a horrible idea to give anyone. I don't know what I'm doing in six months. 11 years from now? I mean, Shit. I mean, six hate. months. I mean, we're talking 28 days, <laughs> but I, I may hate my, my existence. I may hate where I live. I may hate ownership. I may hate everybody. You I learned to like it for 270 million. Fine. Bro. But it, <laughs> I just don't, but you're right. From a team perspective, Bogarts could become the most broken down player. He might need Tommy John surgery. He might have all, he may hit like I'll crap in the national league. Who knows what winds up happening? They can't move him. He's on your payroll in San Diego. He has something that every pro baseball player dreams of guaranteed money and a guaranteed no trade clause where he can't go anywhere unless he wants to go there. Unreal deal for Xander. It's nuts how the, a lot of guys like take it in the shorts in the beginning. 
of their baseball career, you know, with the club control and you have to go to arbitration to fight for an extra million or whatever the problems are. I mean, it's nuts. But these back end deals, whoo, you get paid for not only time served, but time double time and all this other stuff. They pad this into the contract and there you go on your way. Um I I I it blows my mind. I just like to think of it from the baseball perspective. The Padres odds have to come down. Yep. You know, that's a big deal. They're almost a lock uh, to make the playoffs. Now, when you look at this lineup, how do they not make the playoffs? I mean, they challenge the Dodgers to win a division now, right? It's not just an automatic. Is it like the, I mean, what are the Dodgers? Well, they, Dodgers lose Turner. Padres you, get Bogarts. You got to tell you, you got to tell me what, is going on with Tatis before I say much. I need to know, is he on the roster? Is he going to be joining the team after the suspension? Like, what Look, is they Tatis? They put him at first base. <laughs> <laughs> he can play first. He's so athletic. It's a waste of his talents at first, but. You can't get hurt playing first. Not too many first base. We get hurt playing first. Fair. Fair. Stay no, healthy I, and hit. I mean, Musgrove needs to keep doing what he's been doing pitching wise. And they need Darvish to keep being what he's doing, but they've got the starting pitching. Their bullpen is good enough. And now they're going to have an incredibly powerful offensive infield and a right. pretty good defensive infield too. So a lot of money invested in all that. Now the day started with the Red Sox getting a guy who in Yoshida, who I was Psyched because we could just do Yoshi jokes the entire time. And it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be unbelievable. Fenway Park is going to be Super Mario Brothers. Got the new, mo- you, got, you have the new movie coming out. Super Mario Brothers has a new movie coming out. So yeah, now we've got Yoshi. Now we have Yoshi and this dude's going to be hitting home runs. And there's going to be Super Mario sound effects every time this dude hits a home run. It's a five-year, $105 million deal for a 29-year-old. This is a sane contract. This, this is what you want to be signing. He's a in his prime. You give him a five-year deal. Okay. He's got $105 million guaranteed. Like everyone's blasting Heim Bloom. This is the deal. You, this is this is the type of contract you want to sign. Jensen for two years. We'll see how he works as a closer. But then you get Yoshida from Japan, who has one of the best uh slashes. RBI or uh, slugging OPS and average in, if he played in major league baseball, he played in Japan the last couple of years, right. but he's unbelievable. He doesn't strike out contact hitter, slap ball hitter, got pop, got power. This was the deal. Red Sox fans were like, whoo, all right, let's go. And then the Bogarts thing blew everything up, but <laughs> I love his name. I just love it. Yoshida's phenomenal. Yoshi, let's go. <laughs> Great. I can only hope he's successful. Oh, yeah. He's gonna be. I mean, they all come over when they come over, these guys normally are really good. I mean, I think Daisuke Matsuzaka was the last guy I can remember who was good for a little while and then really kind of did not deliver from a star in Japan who came over to play in America. Right. You have to you have to be able to to get past like the first time around the league and all that mm-hmm. other stuff, like when you come over. This will be interesting. I'm excited because, yeah, his name's Yoshi, and you're as excited about it, and I'm sure a lot of Boston. He, like, he, he struck out 41 times in 508 plate appearances last Love year. Love that shit. 
Woo! 80 walks, 41 Ks. Two to one walk to K ratio in 508 plate appearances. It's going to come around to the way it used to be as far as not striking out, making contact, because you can't do the shift, right? You can't do the shift no more. So all the baseball stuff's going to come back. I don't know about all these stats and all these advanced metrics and all this other shit. The nerds have taken over as far as that goes with the numbers. You know what? Can the guy fucking play or not? Does he get on base or not? Does he put the ball in play or not? Can he play the field? A lot of simple questions are going to go back to being asked and answered on the field. I'm excited. There's something at least Red Sox fans can be a little bit excited I know. about today because they're all pissed so, off. Heimblum's, Heimblum is the most hated man in New England right God. now. And I he, think it's wrong. Right. I just let the guy figure out what he wants to do. And everyone's Please. like, oh, he's, you know, he's Ben Charrington 2.0. Yeah, Ben Charrington won a World Series. Oh, that was with Theo's persons. Okay, fine. But he still won the World Series in 2018. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. It's so, the anger in New England, it's it's so funny because we'll get to the Celtics and the Bruins in a second. But the happiest person on the planet is John Henry about what's going on with the Celtics and the Bruins. Because otherwise, it would be talk radio already is on fire. But it can't be that much on fire because the weather ain't even bad there yet. Yeah, it is. It's cold. It sucks. Going back is gonna suck. I'm gonna spend a week freezing my ass off. <laughs> not, it's not gonna. It's, it's not gonna be fun. <laughs> Where does Carlos Correa fit into this whole big picture now? Who the he's hell not go- knows? What's he's not going, going on? He's not going back to the Twins. No. So the Padres were a destination possibility. Not going there. Red Sox maybe. Cubs maybe. Where do you think he winds up? Doyers? Is he going to the Doyers? Oh God, Dodgers? that would be Doyers? Another no. Dodger signing to replace Trey Turner? Giants are the odds on favorite. If you look at a in, on the offshore market, yeah. the Giants are the odds Giants? on favorite to, to, to land him. So people keep betting the Giants are trying to put people are trying to put the Giants to sign in somebody each time somebody's available. Um I they need somebody. Right. Giants have done really nothing in the offseason. Brandon Crawford's still a shortstop there, isn't he? Fair. But they, I mean, you know, Giants, it's so interchangeable with everybody. They, they move everybody around. Damn. <laughs> PB just asked in the chat, does Yoshi pitch? <laughs> no, it's a great question. Red Sox lineup sucks. <laughs> Rotation so bad. I mean, oh, it's, God. I, I, I would love to see them make a large move. They're going to play the bullpen game. They're trying to stack their bullpen and hope the starters can go four innings and be like the Tampa Bay Rays. Really? really? Like, yeah. I mean, you look at Taylor Hawk's going to be the eighth inning guy. Jensen's going to be the closer. Whitlock's going to be in the starting rotation, but they're going to really try to lean on their arms in their, rota- in their bullpen and, and <sighs> starters kind of be damned. Um, Landon Higa, our Hawaiian friend, Ooh. Mahalo, said that Dodgers don't sign Boris clients. So... I guess he's not going to LA. Uh, Dodgers are not on the list for Correa. It's Giants, Twins, Cubs, Red Sox are the four betting options. Giants, Twins, Cubs, Red Sox? Yeah. Red Sox need a shortstop. That'll never fly there. Why not? Why not? I mean, public relations wise, it's just there's, there's, there's something that comes with Carlos Correa, does it not? I mean, he's the he, him. He's the face of the Astros. Still, no, no, no. no it's always been Altuve. He's always been the face of the Astros. Him going to the Twins, year in between, Red Sox fans will be clear. Astros with Red Sox will be a different world. Forgot but. that he even went to the Twins. I can't even picture yeah. him in a Twins uniform. I saw him play like three times. So, I mean, that year in between helps. 
kind of wash off the stink of the Astros. Red Sox fans would take him at this point. I mean, that's who they want. If not him, it's Darby Swanson. That's the other option. Dansby? Mm, Dansby Swanson. Sorry, Darby. Really? Yeah, Dansby Swanson. Yeah. Red Sox? Wow. Well, it's low on the list. Offshore-wise, Cubs are the favorite for Dansby Swanson. Twins, Dodgers, Yankees, Cardinals, Giants, Mariners, Red Sox, Orioles. All over the place. One of the options for for Dansby Swanson. Wow. I don't know where Correa signs. I I thought he was going to be in Minnesota for two years. Yeah, he may he may need to take another one year, two year flyer. He may he, he took may a like, two year deal what? to go to Minnesota and well, he left after opted out. Yeah, so he, he may out. need he may need to sign another one of those. You know, Red Sox give him 40 million, 35 million, whatever it is for a one year deal. Nobody wants to sign him long term for whatever reason. They're just not comfortable committing. But I think the Red Sox will be smart to do it. They it would replace, you know, that that's the problem that Red Sox fans are are angry because they they've looked at where the money has been invested and who they're committing to. And they right. thought that, okay, you don't commit to Mookie. You, that means Bogarts. You're going to commit to Bogarts. Right. And they, and they lost him. And now Devers who's best friends with Bogarts is up and right. he can walk. And now there's a lot of calls in new England saying, okay, if you're going to let Xander walk, you trade Rafael Devers now. And you essentially not burn it down, but like you reset the entire clock right. and you get, and you get prospects and you wait for some of these young kids, because that's the one thing that Heim Bloom has been doing is drafting and developing, doing a lot of the raise type of stuff. There's a, the farm system for Boston is starting to look like it's going to have some stuff like back in the Theo era. Yeah. So, but that takes time and <laughs> it takes years for that to happen. They got, <clears throat> excuse me couple of very good power arms at double A and single A. They got a couple of kids at shortstop and third base who they like a lot. And so that's why Bogart's endeavors, the team might go, look, we're comfortable letting them walk because we're not going to sign an 11 year deal because right. we got these kids who we want to have, you know, under our control and see where that's they go. what Gorov just came in and said the Dodgers are going to do. They're going to develop their young guys this year and then sign Otani next season. Fair Break the bank for him. Yep. I mean, you know, clubs have to do that. Zach the Hat just came in and said ZZZ for a little consig. Zach the Hat obviously is not a baseball fan, so he's 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 not excited about our baseball. We're not talk, talking cricket. Never. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless they bring a big bag, I'll learn this shit and talk about it. That's fine. But like, no, we're not talking about cricket. But well, Zach you mentioned the hat's on his way home from work. So no. sorry. Well, Zach, you, you mentioned the you mentioned the odds. So the odds, the Astros are still the odds on favor to win it all. Always. God. Padres are now 10 to one though. Yeah. Move. You had to bring it down. This is, I mean, this is when people are going to bet them. doesn't mean they're going to win. Right. But you got to bring it down a little bit because now we got to go get, I mean, we got to go get as much Red Sox money as we can. We got to start spreading the wealth on that in the national league, national league pool. Looks like it's getting smaller to win. Does it not with that move? Yeah, I mean, I think there are it's def- Mets, Dodgers, Padres, and and who? Giants, are so good. Giants and Phillies are viable. Yeah. Giants, Giants are on anybody's list, man. We could go, we we could go politic right outside of the ballpark in San Francisco. People ain't gonna bet them. It's just what they do. The Giants were really good last year. Man, I mean, what are you Giants talking about? Giants or Giants are going to make the playoffs last year. No, they didn't, but they had opportunities. I mean, I guess they faltered down the stretch, but in the the middle part of the summer, the Giants were right there. They said injuries had crept up on them. 
in this did, didn't perform as well as they should have down the stretch. But I mean, I, I, the giants aren't totally out of it. They need help. And I think they will make some moves. I thought judge was a real opportunity for them and they didn't get them. Obviously somehow the Braves stay always up near the top Good. of the list. Too. Yeah. It's those four well, teams. It's Dodgers, Padres, Mets, Phillies, and then the Braves. Okay, it's five teams. That's a pretty good pool. No, that's that's fine. And then there's a huge <laughs> drop off after that, you know, in the National yeah. League. So I mean, the Padres were at the fifteen to one, twelve to one mark. You have to make them at least the same as the Phillies in the Braves. not buying the Marlins, making news with the young talent in their arms. No, be a great place for Fernando Tatis to go to be the star. Oh, that's an interesting landing spot. Okay. If the Padres can get another arm, one of those arms, and ship them, and that contract is, I mean, that was, I was going to say that. Are the Marlins going to take that contract? <laughs> uh, My guess would be no. He might sell seats down there. Whoa. I don't know. Um, Miami and Tampa are not baseball markets. It's, it's just unfortunate. They're just not, they're not baseball markets by any means, but. Look, it, we're, it's December. This is what I said on Twitter last night for Red Sox fans. It's December the 8th. It is. Like, <laughs> the year starts in three months. Like, just pump the brakes here. This is not the roster yet. It's it's passion, though. Like, I, yeah. I love I love the, the talk. I just, it is great to be removed from the fan base and sitting yeah. out here in the desert or sitting in a book, you know, and just looking at it by numbers and going, Everybody relax. Yeah, the emotional connection. It, it's been one of the unforeseen, my one of the most unforeseen favorite things about living in Vegas for me as a sports fan has been the ability to not listen to the noise in the media in New England and the unbelievable bellyaching overreaction over everything i i mean it's got to be a really hard place to work and, and I, I never thought about that i always thought about it as like being a gm or a coach or somebody involved with the organization it must be just such an incredible way because the passion's so high and they all care we all care so much we buy all the gear we go to all the games we love our team but the flip side is you get the biggest most irrational idiotic takes consistently <laughs> from people in the media and fans and you have oh. to sit there and listen to it and be like, you couldn't do my job. If you went to school for 10 years to learn how to do my job, you couldn't coach this team. You couldn't draft. You couldn't do shit, but you sit on your cell phone and call me an idiot and a bum consistently saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm like, man, you know, I can got, I kind of get that. I, I would get that. That would be really annoying and really hard to sit through. Given you're like, we won the World Series four years ago. Do we just kind of forget about that? Like 2018, we won the whole damn thing. Yeah. It's um, I would even take it a step further and go, I mean, you know, growing up in Pittsburgh is the same thing. It's just nonstop craziness and like being around it. And every time I went somewhere else and just looked back at it or listened to it and went, these people are all crazy. Like that, 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 what are you talking about? Can't you see this or that? You would. I, I read great columnists growing up from all over national publications. That's how kids used to do it. By the way, 
kids who were watching the show. There wasn't podcasting. You had to read and then think for yourself. You didn't have anybody telling you. You read the words and took it for what it was in the words and then used your own thought. We should go back to that at some point too. But moving to Curacao and then to Vegas and being in books and Arizona in between where Arizona, listen, I love Arizona. They don't give a shit about none of it. There's people that get passionate, but they don't, then it, it, they go play golf or it's sunny all the time. So they don't, it's nothing like it is back East where for six months you're looking at clouds, sun, occasionally rain, soot, snow, ice, all that shit. And all you can talk about is your baseball team in the summer and what they're going to do. But you remove yourself from the noise. There's a lot of things going on today that you actually had a very good post this morning that said, I'd rather be quiet <laughs> than not say, than say something stupid. It's the, it's the Abraham Lincoln quote of like, you know, it's better to be, you know, be a fool and stay quiet than open your mouth and be proven. So essentially to not quote it, but that's, you know, I opened Twitter today and I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're doing this today. Everyone's the whole world's going to burn. Down. We're not. Okay. No, we're, we're not. not. But like, you know, I love people the fact are. that we're treating people like an NBA trade. Okay. Yeah. It's NBA trade deadline talk. This is a comparison. Nick, sure. Okay. But it's, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, we don't, we weren't in those negotiations. And so I watch it being in Vegas and I watch it from such a different perspective now from a numbers perspective or a betting perspective. And the passion's wonderful. I I, I love, we need yeah. passion in sports yeah, and passion do. in life. I yeah. love it. Yeah. But your point is hundred percent right that you spend. And I used to think that like going to the South and in the, you know, if you're living in Alabama in April, you're talking about the iron bowl in November. Or like spring what, football, what the game was and what the game will be. And then you're talking about the third string sock, you know, sophomore linebacker that just transferred in and what he's going to do. And I was like, this is absolutely like crazy. What are we doing? And then I come here and I look back at new England and I'm watching in December, people br- losing their minds over crazy. a sport that will start in April. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> it's not that different. We're all, you know, it might be monetarily different, but you know, it's the same type of craziness where we're just obsessing yes. and talking about things because we care, it, but we all, we also don't have much else to talk about and we're angry about whatever's going on. We got a cold. lot to talk about. We're, no, but I'm just saying there, like that that's Boston's always going to be a baseball first town, no matter how good the Red Sox Patriots and Bruins are, it'll always be a, a baseball first town. Just wow. the history of it. It'll always be. It'll always be people argue that point. I'll go to my grave believing that it'll wow. always be a baseball first town. And it's just, you can't, you can't change the generation football in new England is still seen as somewhat of a barbaric sport that you don't use your brain to play. Hockey is still an unbelievable sport, but the cost of hockey is very prohibitive for people to play it. And it's it, the commitment to play hockey is pretty high. You mean you got to get up at four o'clock in the morning. You got to buy all the gear. Parents have to be locked in. Kids have to love it. It's you know. I hockey. did it for. I did it my whole life. Practices were yeah. five forty-five. I don't know yeah. how my dad got me to practice. I don't. Hockey know families are up. special, and so it's it's, it's never going to be a life, widespread man. thing. Mm. Basketball is still a sport where there's a lot of people who are looking like me 
who are six feet tall white guys who love basketball, but really you go up against kids in other levels. You go play AAU tournaments and you're like, oh, shit, I'm not, I'm not playing here. This is yeah. a totally different sport. We're yeah. not going to be that good. I better learn how to read or yeah. write or but six know, foot tall, a six foot tall white guy in New England can play baseball and can play, can play baseball at a very high level. And my hometown, Andover, Mass, we have produced numerous Major League Baseball players. We've won numerous state titles, like because we play baseball from a very young age. Right. You start playing, you know, three, four, five years old, you start playing catch, start playing baseball. You start looking at Fenway Park and you hear about the sights and the sounds, and it just becomes part of your culture. So it'll always be a baseball town, first and foremost. But it is remarkable the level of armchair quarterbacking this to, to, to change a word or a phrase oh, i mean there's people that literally on. you know that, that they want to give you they want to start coaching while they're talking about the games and breaking down plays and all this other bullshit and just like you, you really have to stop you really just take a deep breath enjoy the game i've heard it three times that people don't go to the games this year don't go to the, don't go to Red Sox. Well, games. they will. That's don't I mean, go. like that's how the, media members don't go. To, we should not go to the game. I mean, that drives me bonkers when I hear well, that. As soon the as the members, media members start paying well, to go to the games, and they don't have to go to the games, give give back your passes, give your passes to the fans, and then we'll see who goes to the game. I mean, it's easy that. for the media members to tell people not to go to the games. They still got to go to the games. It's my job. Right. Everybody relax. <laughs> with it's fun with to go to the games with climate, climate controlled press boxes with free food at you know in the beginning part of the game. Food ain't that good in a lot of places. places. It ain't that good. Oh, food. Fenway Park's food's pretty good, man. Is Fenway it? Park's, okay. yeah, yeah, they charge you for That's it fine. though. Right. So it's not always free, but they do there's two right. levels. It's free food and charged food. That was something that they started recently charging. If you want a higher level of food, they charge you for it. But you know, what's cheap is 10 bucks, whatever. Parking. I mean, they take care of you in a lot of ways. You yeah. get to be down there on the field and you get to go and mingle and do all the things and be seen on TV and, oh, my gosh, there's so-and-so, whatever type of deal. So it's – yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a good point about the pass about the passes. Yeah. Staying in Boston, changing sports. Last night, while this Xander Bogarts thing is all going down, I'm laughing because the Boston Celtics dog-walked the Phoenix Suns last night. Yes, they and, did. And the Boston Bruins beat the living shit out of the odds on favorite to win the Stanley Cup final. Shut them out. 9-1. Two games, 9-1. to one. It's the total between the Avalanche and the Bruins. Now, they, didn't, the, they didn't catch a, a healthy Avalanche team yesterday. Correct. No Nathan McKinnon. But fine. But they still, the odds are still what the odds are. <laughs> Everyone's telling me, oh, the path, the path. Fuck the path. The Bruins are way better than the Avalanche. Way better. Right now the they Avalanche. are. 100%. Yes. Even with McKinnon, they're better than they are. And the and the, the Celtics are on a damn mission. I, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know if they're mad about Udoka. I don't know if they're mad about what happened. Saturday, if you aren't watching Celtics Warriors on Saturday, clear out your schedule. This is the game of the NBA season so far. The Boston Celtics are ferociously mad at what Steph Curry did to them in the finals and the whole sleep thing that he did. That game on Saturday is going to be unbelievable. They're the two best teams in each sport right now with the Celtics and the Bruins. Oh, let's hope everybody plays. For who? Boston? A hundred percent. Boston, everybody's playing. Boston is that team right now that is like, like that job that you worked like back when I worked at the M I didn't want to miss a day of work. 
because things were running so smooth and we were having so much fun. I couldn't wait to be there. I'd be there early. We'd kick it during lunch. We would go and have bowling nights once every couple of weeks. I would organize a bowling night. Everybody was on the same page and things were running smooth. The team is a well-oiled fucking machine right now. There's no question about it. Um, now, as far as the Bruins, I only saw the highlights of the game. But I, I looked at the box score and I was like, shit, this team is really fucking good. And that hat that you wore yesterday was the Bruins hat. Les, Lee, Lee, uh, Joe C. Myers yeah. asked what that was. That was not a UCLA Bruins. I was, that was a Boston Bruins bear hat yeah. that they're wearing with the alternate jersey, which is starting to grow on me. That white jersey starting to fucking grow on me. Not going to lie. Black and gold colors may be a part of that. But like the boys, you know, from Arizona, Sonics from Arizona. We got uh who else is there? Doc Siabs from Arizona. They were watching the game, I guess, last night, and they're like, you know, Uh-oh. they can get it. <laughs> like, like, but you remember, you know, and again, our anniversary show one year is one Friday. week from Friday. Yeah. When we started this show. Almost a year ago, a year ago on Friday, guys, set your calendars to make sure you're here watching the show. It's going to be great. Um, remember the Celtics were on a West Coast trip last year? Remember that's when we said me and you. It was in January. I was sitting with you in the book in January. They're taking on the Phoenix Suns, the uh, Golden State Warriors, and the LA Clippers, and they beat every team by 20 points minimum. How? And, and I looked at you and I went. What do you think about Boston? And you go, I would bet them now because they are killing everybody <laughs> right now. They are right now. Like, 20 point wins on the road is unbelievable. And they're topping that. I mean, this road trip, if they, and I'm not saying they're going to go five and oh, but they're three and oh, so far beating Brooklyn, Toronto, and Phoenix, the Warriors, Lakers, and Clippers are left coming up Saturday in golden state, LA Monday, Tuesday, both games. If they go five and zero oh in this run on the West Coast, <laughs> uh, Milwaukee, Boston, Eastern Conference Finals, just write it in seven games. Who guards Giannis? Let's figure it out because the Boston's going to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my question up. back to you right now. Is it anybody else in the East? Seriously, look at the East. It's Milwaukee, Boston. Appointment yeah. viewing. Punch the ticket right now. That's it. Yep. That's it. Brooklyn? <laughs> I mean, Brooklyn? Nah. Brooklyn? Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh-uh. No way. The depth. Blake Brooklyn's Griffin's playing better, playing. Be Ralt, And Blake they have a Griffin's coach. Playing. Blake Griffin looks like a guy who can help them. Coming off the bench. Dave, they don't have their best defensive player. Robert Williams hasn't played a game yet. Boston's best defensive rim protector, the guy who will stop Giannis from getting to the rim, has played zero minutes. And Boston right now is this good. Al Horford's got COVID. He's out. He didn't play last night. And they still killed the Phoenix Suns. Mm. You know who the fourth team is in the East? It's it's Boston and Milwaukee, one and two in the NBA. Okay. The next team in the East down is Brooklyn. Who's number four? Philly. Nope. Oh, I mean, in my odds-wise. Odds-wise. Um, who else will be got to think wise? about this? It's bad, but you have to think about it. You'll get it. 
I don't know. Toronto? Nope. Who's Keep thinking. four? Four in the East. In the East. Fourth best odds to win it all. That's how bad you can overlook them. It's not Miami. Bulls? It's not Toronto. Chicago? It's not Atlanta. Keep going. It's not the Bulls. It's not the Knicks. Who else? Who am I keep missing? Who do you Cleveland keep Cavaliers? Get out of here. I'm not even not even kind of worried. Donovan it's, Mitchell, that team can I'm, play defense. I'm not, I'm not even little. I'm not even like I'm not even like a little worried about the Cleveland Cavaliers for Boston. Not even a little. They're not even on my radar screen. Not even in a, in a playoff setting. Not even on. I'm not even a little worried about them. No. Okay. A, a healthy Celtics team wins that game in five games, five minimum. Most likely four. Wow. They, they okay. will they will clean their clocks. Like, no. They're young. Okay. They're talented and they're on their way up. But they are not. They said this, they said this on the on the on the on the broadcast last night. I was stunned. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum have played 80 playoff games so far in their careers. That's a lot, no? <laughs> they're 25. In 26. Shit, that's a lot. They've played lot. 80 playoff games at 25 and 26 years of age. Damn, son. Like they have been battle tested in the postseason. Yeah. These guys know what it takes now. After getting to the finals last year, people say these st- the steps, right? In the NBA, it's you got, you know, Michael did it, LeBron did yeah. it. Like now Tatum's doing it. You got to take those steps. Right. This might be the this might be the year. I mean, this. Joe Mazzulla is a 38-year-old head coach, and he very well might be sitting on Joe is a gangster. That guy's a good <laughs> coach. I'm telling you. He really is. I, no, I mean, I got some background on him, like from from Beehow. He went to West Virginia. Yeah. Like he knows him personally. Yeah. Guy's a gangster. Those guys probably fucking love him, from what I heard. Young. You might get Joe Mazzola on the show. He doesn't like to do a lot Ooh. of the media, is not his thing. Which is great. I love that. He don't want to talk to no Boston. I love that. That's phenomenal. He don't want to head down. Let your team speak. Let everybody come at you and say, "I want to talk to you," and be like, "Yeah, I'm good. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I don't know. I'll do what is required by the contractual obligations the team has with different leagues or different networks. But otherwise, like optional shit. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> like, I'm, let's just go play. My team is 21 and five. I'm good. <laughs> and kicking people's asses. Up and down the court at the moment. Leave I mean, no doubt, Herman. Boston, when I'm home, the Celtics play on Christmas Day against Milwaukee, but it's 2 o'clock. I'll be in the air. They play against the Houston Rockets and the LA Clippers while I'm at home, which is really kind of a bummer. But that Christmas Day Milwaukee game at 2 o'clock Pacific time, I better, I'm flying JetBlue. JetBlue, the TVs better fucking work. I got to watch that game. <laughs> That's an important game for me to watch. Please don't start burying JetBlue. We got to talk to their people too about maybe, you know, some sort of. You know, I love JetBlue. I fly there every love time. Jet Blue. We love JetBlue. That's how I fly home. The only ones that fly direct every day to, from Boston to, Philly, to to Vegas. They fly back and forth. So I. We Jet love JetBlue. 10 a.m. Christmas morning. Game tips at two. It's a five hour flight. Last hour of the flight. Going right into Boston. I mean, I might, might as well like try to figure out see if Madeline will let me go and watch the game second half, see if we can scalp a ticket and get in to watch the second half of Milwaukee and Boston. But that game is the game on Christmas Day. I know we got football too, but Christmas Day, Celtics Milwaukee Bucks is on 
I mean, Saturday is going to be a great game. Celtics Warriors. I would love nothing more for the Boston. Christmas Day is a Sunday. We got a full slate of NFL. Yeah, there's well, there's they broke it up. It's Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And there's the, the usual basketball games on Christmas Day, right? Correct. Yep. Yeah. The, the NFL, I, I made a joke people about, not understand? Like, it's Christmas. I made the joke, I, I made the joke that the, the NFL just basically told the NBA to go fuck off. And like, because that's always been their day. The NFL was like, right. Oh, 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 right. So excuse me. So you get Christmas day. Uh, no, you want what you want Thanksgiving. No, you <laughs> like, like every, whatever the NBA has tried to grab as theirs, as their day. The NFL is taking it over and saying, um, no, because this year the NFL plays on Christmas Eve, on Christmas Day, on New Year's Day, full slate on the first. Yeah, I mean, college bowl games said, fuck it. We're not having no, there's not a bowl game on January 1st. Yep. First time I can remember ever, but we're moving off of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, the games on Christmas week, there's a game on Thursday, the 22nd, Jacksonville at New York. Then you've got uh, a full slate on Chris on Saturday, the 24th. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 games on the 24th. And then three games like Thanksgiving, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1.30 Pacific, 5.20 Pacific. Green Bay at at Miami, Denver at the Rams, Tampa at the Cardinals. Three warm weather cities. Where it ain't ain't Christmas. I mean, it's Christmas. Don't get me wrong. Miami, Los Angeles, Arizona. Warm weather is a little bit different than Christmas where you can't leave the house and it's fucking freezing and everybody does. It's kind of on purpose though, right? Is It's kind of on purpose, right? Of course. (laughs) Everyone wants to look at the warm weather and go like, they're snowed in and frigid and they're like, oh, look at that. Bombing Miami. Lucky bastards. (laughs) You look at lucky play on that. All things a TV show. But it is. But that's, I mean, you have the full NBA slate. You got... Christmas Eve. Tyler, our our resident uh, BVB brigade member who makes his own numbers and throws them out there all the time in the chat says he got a no vig price of Celtics minus 223 versus Cleveland for a series. Little light for you? Yeah, be all over it. Really? Yeah, it's still 223. That's still, (laughs) it's it's not minus one. The way you're talking, it should be minus 500. Five games, four games. Sweep. If they play Cleveland, I'll take the no sweep for whatever you want. Okay. Shit. If they play Boston, I, I come on, Robert. Up like Larry Bird, my time lord hasn't played. This is the thing that he hasn't played yet. The Boston Celtics look the way the way they look without their best defensive rim protector, and you might go, "Oh, he may need some time to get broken in." Nah, he's a defensive dude. I need nothing for him on offense. They're twenty-one and five without the defensive player of the year in the NBA. It's pretty good for them. <laughs> I mean, we're not like, this is not a small sample size. Okay. You're, you're fucking tweeting me. I'm walking around with the kids and you're like, Oh, we gotta, gotta do a show called Bostonian versus the book. And the best teams in the league are the Bruins and the Celtics. And you're absolutely right. It ain't even fucking close. I'm walking around. I looked out at my phone. I see the tweet. I was like, can you leave me the fuck alone right now? I'll talk to you about this tomorrow. And I laughed out loud. And the kids go, the kids go, what are you laughing at? And I go, oh, I said, P. Ralt just sent a, a, a tweet. And they're like, are you looking at Twitter? I'm like, no, no. no I said, I just. It's an alert. It's an alert. I just. I'm up my phone. Yeah, I can't yeah, help I it. it. I just thing. 
laughing so, so hard. I was laughing myself. I said, well, speaking of laughing so hard, did you see the Sabres game last night? What was that? It was six nothing in the first period. So, me, Gabe, and Cam go on Sports Grid every night, and, and that's the first thing we hit when I come on at four o'clock Pacific. It's the it's the quick hockey game hit, right? You know, what do you like? What do you think? And we were all in a hundred percent agreement. The over in the Sabers game. So Gabe says uh, over in the first uh, one and a half for over in the first period, over one and a half. It's not even that expensive. I think it was only like minus one fifty or minus one sixty. Should have been minus. It should have been. I said just bet over two. Because it's good minimum you push, but you get plus right. money on over two. And then we all agreed over six and a half. <laughs> it was six. I said, this might be the best bet we ever made on this show. 3.30 in, first goal. 5.30 in, second goal. Ding, 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 ding. Up to six, nothing. Thompson scores five goals in the game. Gives the second saber in history to have five goals in a game. Columbus is a fucking mess. 9-4. They scored four goals somehow. In that game. Yeah. But my scoring in hockey, hello. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. Trent Nine Junk just said a first period over one and a half cash before I even got the game on the TV. Right? It was five and a half in. Like, <laughs> I mean, what was the price on? I mean, normally it's like one goal in the first 10 minutes is even money. What's two goals in the first 10 well, minutes? Listen, you got to start looking at that because there's a lot of games where they're scoring almost on an opening shift. They're scoring it in a first. and the Vegas Golden Knights are both one of the two best teams to bet on this year. Right. High, high offensive teams are scoring fast. Like, bang, bang, bang. Like, not taking any time to score their first goal. I wish I had a reason for that. And it's almost, it's weird because it's like scoring a run in the first inning of a game. You might get, you yeah, know, it's a, a pitcher. It's a hockey version of a Yerfy. Yep. Right. And I think it's something real for, for certain teams starting fast um, or goalies just not being good, ready. I, I don't think it's a case of power plays early. I don't no, think they're calling no. penalties earlier. These are even strength goals being scored yep. within the first five minutes of a game. It's both which, teams too, right? Like Vegas yes. sometimes gives up a goal really fast. You know, sometimes it's, it's Vegas defensively is not ready. And you might go, oh, their offense is scoring a lot. Well, yeah, but they're also giving up goals very fast. I think so. And again, I got to watch more hockey and I will hear like now, December, I'll be able to watch a lot more games because there's fewer games per day of different things. So this is when I really start to, to dig in and watch more hockey games just in general. But I think you're seeing it, you know, happen. Like totals should be seven more than they are. Because there's feels like there's more goals being scored just in general. But I think it's because there's a quick or a sense of urgency for teams to feel like they have to play with a lead. So both teams kind of like open things up a lot sooner at the opening faceoff drop. Whereas before it used to be like a fight, you'd feel right. each other out, dump the puck in and kind of get loose and whatever. Now it's like, listen, balls to the wall, get that first goal, which leaves you open to giving up a goal as well. So yeah. something interesting to, to, to look at Watch. and talk about and think about. We got my buddy, uh, Chris Auto, PSU Auto, is doing some great work with spreadsheets Always. and all this other yeah. shit. With, if, you just, um, if, you, if you bet hockey and you don't follow him, you're making a mistake because he's got – I mean, I literally go to his Twitter account before I make hockey bets – just go to look at trends just to see. I mean, I don't, I don't always bet off of it, but I right. just go and make sure I'm not missing something. There might be, you know, if you go and look at, look at the Minnesota wild. Okay. You want to look at a, a team right now, six and zero to the over, over the last six games, 
First period over, third period over. They're right now giving up and scoring goals consistently. He's doing he's doing that work. He's, he's putting it all into spreadsheets and trying to organize it and then present it on his Twitter feed at PSU Auto um, in a way that is easily digestible. Mm-hmm. And For you know, last time he was in Vegas, yeah, he, we, him and I met and we talked. And I was like, dude, anything I can do to help you, I will. I really appreciate the work you put in. You know, and he's a girl dad. He's 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 got two girls, and he's he's trying his full time job, and he's doing this on his own to yeah. try to get better at the process. You don't ever know where this information is going to come from that will help you make better decisions. I mean, you know. And again, thank you guys for coming here and listening and watching our show because that's all we're trying to do every day too. Yeah, and and look, I, I talk about people often like they say to me like, "What's your process defining wagers?" and like. I don't have like an exact process. I try to read and see and do everything. Like there's no like one set thing I do every night. Right. I just try to go find as much information, injuries, weather, you know, it's all every day is different. That's why, you know, I can do just the picks or or, or daily podcast for three years now because literally every day is new. Every slate is unique. Every game is unique. We'll never see it again. It's a really funny thing about life. One of the more, Zen moments I've had in my life happened two happened two weeks ago to me, and it's 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 a really it's it's changed my entire perspective. And if you can, I'm trying very hard to live like this right now. Okay, today will never happen ever again, ever, ever again. The people you're with, I will never talk to you again at 11:29 Pacific time Thursday, December the eighth. It'll never happen again. This conversation mm. will never happen again. This show will never happen again. The games tonight will never happen again. The bets we'll make tonight will never happen again. Your kid coming home from school today, hopefully they will, obviously, but you'll never have that moment again. Right. Like every moment you're having in your life only happens once. So to worry about what has happened steals you from today. And to worry about what happens tomorrow ruins today. And so you spend all this time in anxiety. You spend all this time being worried about things that either used to happen or did happen or something that will happen. And you forget about what's happening today right in front of you, what happens yeah. in this moment. And if you live in the now, in the today, mm-hmm. of that shit all of a sudden goes, I'll worry about it when it happens or it happened. I can't fix it. I can't worry about it. I got to worry about what's going on right now in front of me and appreciate the time that I've got right now. And my anxiety level, my family, when I was home for Christmas or for, for Thanksgiving, they all thought it was the divorce. And they're like, you seem really different. Like the divorce really, like you seem like you've really come, you feel. And then in my head, I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, it's not, it's not the divorce. Uh-uh. It's I've, I've just come to this realization that I've spent so much time in my life worrying about what has happened or what will happen that I'm losing what is happening. And I don't know, like the clouds parted and things changed. And all of a sudden I was just like, I'm at peace. Like I just, all of this, like this, this, this peacefulness has washed over me in a way that I've never really experienced before. I, I mean, that was very well said. That's, I mean, like, you know, I had to have my dad come to me in a dream while I was being operated on for a stroke to tell me to stop fucking worrying. And I, I live that way every day. I can't worry. And, you know, we got enough to worry about every single day. <laughs> Just trying to get the kids up and get to school every day. 
Once that happens, it's like, okay, I'm good. And then, you know, you're looking at stuff. We're texting about what we're going to talk about this, that, and it, like, it just flows. Mm. There's no worry. Mm. And, and, and it's a valuable way to live. Um, I wish that we could I, realize I it sooner in life. Yeah, so I wish I learned this at 30 and not 45. It would have been, it would have been I nice- lived this way for a long time when I was young. And then, I mean, really, when you have a kid, like everything changes like that. That's the one where you really start to worry and you worry and you worry and you just can't stop. Mm-hmm. That's when it really hit for me. And do you know, they've done do you know when, I don't know if, you, if, if your wife or people like ever heard of pregnancy brain? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. They've, they're, now doing, they're now doing research that proves that men have the same thing, that having a child physiologically changes our brain makeup. There's no fucking doubt. I'm, I'm, I, I, there's <laughs> I no agree. question. I, I don't need no study to tell me. I know yep. I fucking change. I, I changed it. when she showed me them two lines. I mean, she showed me the yeah, lines on a pregnancy test. Yeah. My whole fucking life changed that day. That night. I know. I mean, literally I've told the story, but like it was seven hours. It went by in two seconds and I was a different person. I have been a different, different person. Literally the first day my daughter was born. And okay. I never, you had told me that as a 30, as a 30 year old, if you had told me that I would have said, you're fucking crazy. I was said, shut up. That's the most overblown bullshit parent wanting everyone to have kids nonsense i would have fought you tooth and nail on that because i never would have believed it well think about it now i i can close my eyes right now and think of 10 people that told me that i, I didn't listen i wasn't ready to hear it i didn't you know come on what are you talking about? i can't be like that we're trying to do that today to people i i, I mean you know, I have these conversations with people now i'm like look and they're like how do you know i'm like listen i just know because i lived it and I'm just trying to tell you, I'm not trying to tell you to, to tell you to do one thing or another, but I can tell you, I used to sit in a book and, and talk about this. They're like, how do you show up for work every day with the little kids and trying to do all this? I said, what else am I going to do? Right. I said, I, you know, I just do it. And now people are coming back into my life and they're, they're like, wow, you, you survived all that. And now you're talking about sports and gambling on the TV. Yeah. Every day, five hours minimum, every single day. Still like, wow. Do you do yeah, that? Yeah, just relax. Everybody relax. We're good. We're good. Well, to pull you but back like, what it. do you do on a day like today where there's only eight games in his other like, what? <laughs> That's right. What do you going. do today? Well, today it's luckily we have football, right? In the book, though, in the book, what happened? Well, what happens in the book today? What's what the handle? Book today? What's the handle when the NHL and the NBA has eight games in total and there's an NFL game tonight? Is it just all one way football betting and that's it? Any handle at all? You get a lot of people today that they have some expert opinions on some college basketball games. Like, there's this funny. There's a lot of people that come in to bet, you know, the Raiders. Ain't nobody betting the Rams today. I would have Rams stuff for the for the books today because I just I just wore both. Yeah, you you got you got you got both. You got under or over, but the, with the mix, you got to have a total. Did you pick a total tonight? No, I'm saying oh. I'm staying as far. I think the total is a complete and total crapshoot when it comes to who's playing quarterback and what happens. Because the Rams might not score tonight. Rams literally might score zero points tonight. That's very possible. They don't score tonight. Rams team total under. That sounds like very possible. Or the Raiders secondary is so fucking bad that they gave up 21 points. I mean, I'm, I, I is can't Mayfield trust. Mayfield gonna play. 
it, he might. And it, that's why you can't bet it because if he does play, I mean, he could torch that secondary Raiders defense is it's okay. Pass rush is the best thing got going for it. Man, oh man. So, I mean, Rams can't run the ball. Rams offense is just, even with Mayfield, it could be really a really bad night. I mean, Jefferson looked pretty good catching the football last week for the Rams, but no Cooper cup running backs are banged up. All of his lines banged up. I mean, they just, they're three and nine. What are they playing for? That every guy's in the risk rooms. I mean, seriously, they're, they're watching the show right now. I mean, they're watching the show all over the world. I got friends down in Costa Rica watching it. I got friends in places back East watching the show. Guys, thank you again for watching. They just moved the total to 42. Just moved the total <laughs> to 42. They're moving Whoa. it right now. I just said you got the under. I asked you. I didn't ask them. Now they want the under. <laughs> Bam. Under. Right. It's, yeah, under is very real. You just real. said the Rams might not even score. You could yeah. bet a shutout in some places. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I mean, they just don't have – I think the safest play is just lay the points because you don't have to worry about how the game goes. Devontae Adams, it's the squarest, chalkiest, boring, most basic play ever, but Adams probably eats tonight. Anytime touchdown, over yardage, over reception, he most likely destroys the Rams tonight. No force feed him the ball. It's on turf. I mean, he was schooling people last week. So that's the Raiders win a no cover. No. You can't I'd be see stunned. It. I'd be stunned. If the Raiders win the game, Raiders are covering. They lose if they lose the game, fine, but it's this is a really bad game. This is it's a, this is it's so bad of a game. game this it's, is, this it's is so scary, bad. It's it so bad of a game. I'm gonna ask you this question because I think Al Michaels might be the most miserable person in media at the moment. <laughs> How if this game is like 20 oh, to nothing? Wow. Okay, this game is 20 to nothing. How miserable does he become on air? He's got a Raider team with 75% black and silver in the building. They're in SoFi. There's no Rams fans, and the Rams might not score tonight. It's a home home game for Al. It's a home game for Al. I mean, he just drives down the freeway. Uh Uh-huh. Like, you don't mean, you mean Al's going to be mad today? He's mad every Thursday because the he game is mad suck. every Thursday. <laughs> the games suck. He's trying to relate to this 45-year-old guy who has nothing in common with. He sees him as a college broadcaster. He's like, I don't even have an ex-NFL player really with me. I got a dude who's known for college game day and ESPN on Amazon Prime. The audio sucks. The video's okay. People bitch all the time because it doesn't work. And my audience used to be the biggest audience in broadcasting in America. And now it's nowhere near what it once was. Is he getting paid? Of, is he getting paid? Getting paid more than he did for that audience at NBC, yes. ain't he? Yes, he's getting paid a lot of money. So what's he so miserable about? Because the game sucks. Al, if you're watching your the show, rewind it 10 minutes and listen to Pete Rolt and I talking about not worrying about <laughs> something and relax. I just think at his age, well, this is a perfect, it, it factors into that. He only has so many games left. He wants to enjoy. He wants to have good games. He wants to watch a good game. He's getting Thursday. He's realizing that Sunday night schedule versus Thursday night schedule is dramatically different. That's facts. You get the best game of the week with the biggest audiences in the best matchups and the star players. And on Thursday, you get Baker Mayfield. 
<laughs> Addison just said Al's just going to call it over the phone. Nobody. <laughs> he could. I mean, yeah, Gary really like, hey, yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's a stream though. I don't know. Hey, Herbie, what, what, what's the down and distance? I think they have him doing like these like ridiculous after the game stay for you know, bad bunny or whoever the fuck they have him talking about. Some person he has no idea. And then he tries to make some corny joke about, Hey, your kids probably like that. You know, you know, what do you think about that Herbie? And Herbie's like, uh, 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 uh. he's so awkward. Cause he's with this broadcasting legend. It's like doing a game with your grandfather. Like you idolize the person. You don't want to say the wrong thing. So you're not comfortable. You're not you. And See, instead you're like, stiff. Why not? Like, I don't understand that. Like go to dinner. The two of you and just There's figure it nothing. out. Like, I've worked with people. You, Ken Miller, you were with Ken Miller yesterday. Ken Miller and I had nothing in common. I did oh. two years of radio with Ken. I love Ken, but Ken right. will tell you, we never spent a single fucking moment outside of broadcasting together. We never right. went to games. We never went to dinner. We had nothing. I was a single dude. He was at the time, like 55 on his second marriage Living a life, Ken's life was my, I was living downtown. I was 30, whatever the fuck I was. Um, it was 2007, right? No, yeah. no, nine, 2009, 2011. So it was, you know, I was 33 years old when I went there. Single, 33, living in downtown Des Moines, trying to go out and get wasted and party and go, you know, whatever the hell I was doing. Right. We had nothing in common. So like Ken and I, would, listen we, to we, me. We, we get in arguments. It would be super awkward because it, like we didn't know how to like handle each other at all. So I, sure. I get where Herbie's coming from. But you know what? You know what? Being a parent teaches you one of the many millions and blessings that a parent teaches you. You got to relate to this eight year old you got right now. You got to find a way to do it. Of course. Yeah. You got to get on their terms if you have to. That's that's how you do it as a yeah. parent. I want to like what they like. I mean, if you like what I like, that's even better. Right. I'm going through a stretch right now where nobody even likes me. I'm I'm <laughs> public. You got, te- you got teenagers. That's it's it's fucking brutal. But, <laughs> but I think you know that's reflected on shows and on just in life. Like you can tell when it's awkward and when it's not. You're right. It is awkward. Oh, um, and it so has nothing to do with the games. And if Al changes his mindset and goes, I do have a limited number of games to do this and get paid, make the bad game at least entertaining. The game is going to be the game. Most of the time on Thursday, it's going to suck. <laughs> but Both you don't have hearing. to remind everybody that's watching it that you ain't enjoying being there because I want to well, watch the, the fucking game. Here's going to be the contrast, okay? So Pat McAfee is calling the game with Herbie. It's Florida, Oregon State. Florida is going to be awful. No one's playing. Richardson's out. No one wants to be there for Florida. They're coming to Vegas, okay? That broadcast is going to be an absolute ball. It's not going to matter if that game was 45 nothing or 3 nothing or 3-3. doesn't matter because that broadcast is going to have a lot of fun together because there's going to be I, chemistry and there's going I to be interaction. I would hope so. There I is mean, going to be, absolutely, 100%. Why? We'll see. Dan, uh, know. Josh Pash, Dan Pash, what's Pash's first name? I always forget. He's the play-by-play guy. He's going to be the straight guy. And Pat and Herbie are just going to tell stories the whole time, back and forth. College football stories. Herbie's Hopefully a college football person. Is He's good. A, it, 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 to me, it's not going to matter. If the game's good or not, the broadcast is going to be a ton I was of just going to say, for the casual fan, I hope the game is good because that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. People well, like I, us that I, I love college football. 
I love hate, it. How do they hate people? I argue all the time on Twitter. How do you hate Pat McAfee? I don't understand this. How about people that hate Herb Street? They hate her. Who hate Herb Street? Really? People hate her. Oh. Like not Michigan, not Michigan people. Like no. there's actually like non-biased people that hate. Yes. Wow. Yes. Really? People hate everybody. There's people that hate everybody. He's like he's like Wonder Bread. Like how do you hate Kirk Herb Street? Like he's the most like non-controversial person ever. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, it's just, that's my problem with this Thursday night broadcast besides the audio driving me crazy every week. It's that you have, you're force feeding. Herbie is a college person. He took the bag too. He's a college guy. He wants to be an NFL guy. It's like, man, you're a college dude. Like, you know, college inside and out. And it helps you call pro games because you've seen him in college, but he references college all the time. He references the college game. I was calling this player's game when it was Ohio versus whoever. And you're like, okay. Is that a problem? I think it's a problem for Al. Yeah. I think uh, Al, I think oh, Al, Al like, hasn't watched a college football game since the last one he did. Amen. And I think Al has a feeling mm, he's with the B team. Setters, no. I think he looks at Herb Street and he's like, I was doing games with Chris Collinsworth. I was doing games with a former player who I love doing games with who I got along with really well, whose opinion I respected because he played the game at an elite level, played in the Super Bowl. And now I'm with Herb Street. This guy who does college game day. Like, you know, I'm Al Michaels. I don't know. I think I feel like there's a lot of big timing going on with Al. Do you? I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I just, Al's getting up there in age. And when you get up there in age, you just stop caring. <laughs> the filter goes. <laughs> you just who you are comes to kind of bleeding through. You can't really hide it anymore, and you can't really you know keep that facade going. So <laughs> I hope it gets better. I hope the audio gets better, but I don't know if it's going to. All right, better bet. Yep, I found this this morning. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Would you rather bet Jalen Hurts to win the MVP at plus one fifty, or mm. for him to win the Offensive Player of the Year? At plus 250. Here's the thought. Offensive player of the year is also both conferences. There's no NFC and AFC, right? It's it's, it's everybody. One one player. He's the number two option in both. Behind Mahomes. In both? Mahomes is the MVP and the offensive player of the year is, hold on, let me pull that. Um, Tariq Hill. At plus 200. Wow. could you see voters splitting saying, all right, MVP, we're giving it to Patrick Mahomes, but offensive player of the year, we're giving it to Jalen Hurts. Uh, yes. I think at plus 250, it's not a bad. Play. I mean, what if, what if, is it a shoe in it? Mahomes wins it if they don't get the one seed? No, but I think everyone's like if the Eagles right get now, the one seed, don't they give him the MVP? That's what I they would. Vote I would, but I don't think people are going. I think the voters are going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. It's gone the last two years. It's gone to a guy who's taken his team to the championship game and has lost it. They want new blood. So now Rodgers is out. I think they generally want to give it to a quarterback, but I think they feel like Mahomes is due to it because of what he did the last two years. It's more of less this year and more of like a career accomplishment type of thing because they gave it to Rodgers the last two years. I don't know what the status of things that I mean, plus 150 is no bargain. 
I wish I had Jalen Hurts at like plus eight to one or whatever it was before. But I, I think I'd rather bet, I guess. Well, let's ask you this. Somebody's not winning both, right? No, I, I don't think it's going to be a double. No, I think it's split. Yeah. Does the offensive player of the year, is that usually a quarterback too? No, it's normally like Justin Jefferson's the third option. He's three to one. Who won this shit last year? Offensive uh, player of the year. Guys in the chat will get it for us. Guys in the chat, if you can. Who won the offensive player to rookie or offensive Cooper, player of the year? Cooper Cup won it last year. Oh. Oh. So wide receiver can win it. Yep. Oh. Tariq Hill can win it. 100% he can 100% win it. 100% he can win it then. Yeah. But, I mean, they played against the Niners. Didn't do very much. <laughs> Nate S. just said what I was thinking. He just said it in the chat out loud. I don't think I could name a single offensive player of the year ever. I don't ever. look at the postseason NFL awards. Do you normally? Sure. I never looked at them. Ever. Yeah. Um, like the baseball MVP. The hockey I always did because of the the, the cool names of the trophies. Here are here's the list. I don't give a okay. shit about the Offensive NFL. player of the year in the NFL: Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton. Wait a second. This is what? Offensive player of the year going backwards, going back from last year up from 2021. It was Cooper Cup. Okay. 2020, Derrick Henry. Okay. Running back. 19, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas wide out for the Saints. 2018, Patrick Mahomes. Quarterback, it's first one, okay. 2017, Todd Gurley. Running back. For the Rams. 2016, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, a quarterback right now at the Colts? Yep, 2016. 2015, Cam Newton. Quarterback, quarterback. Yep. They got away from the quarterbacks. There was only one quarterback in the last six years. Hmm. No, there's been three quarterbacks in the last six years. Mahomes was the only one since 16, no? Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, 15, 16, quarterback, quarterback. It's 2022. That's six years ago. 18. So, well, 21, though. Remember, this is, this is counting backwards from 21. We haven't right. it Okay, yet. that's fine. All right. So, wow. I don't know. Now, you just said it. I think I'd rather bet him to win the MVP than win the, win the, win the offensive player of the year. Interesting. Okay. Even though the odds are better on offensive player of the year. Sounds like that is more open to being another position, whereas it feels like the MVP is a quarterback award. Fair. I think it's a split. So if Hill keeps going, Tariq Hill could do it. But if the Tua-led offense for Miami starts to bog down a little bit and those numbers come down and he's right. not as productive. Right, 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 right. And, right. We, see, and we see Jalen Hurts Oops. running for 100, 100 yards a game. <laughs> Oh, Justin Jefferson is lurking right Right, that's, that's what I mean. Though. He's right there. Jefferson is 100% live for that award. Mm. And they got to give Minnesota something because we all know Minnesota ain't going to win nothing in the playoffs. <laughs> what so did I say? What? <laughs> so We got people watching. They're Vikings fans. What, too soon? I'm trying to prepare these people just for this weekend alone when they get waxed by the Lions. David... Ed me just sent me a receipt for Omaha steaks. Thank you, my friend. We Thank appreciate you, it. David E. Buy the meat. I, I appreciate that. We'll do all, we'll do the that here in just one second. Uh so Desmond Ritter is going to start after the bye for the Falcons. How do you feel when a quarterback change like this and they go to the guy they drafted to be the heir apparent to be the to be the guy next year? 
Wait, wait, wait. You already lost me. Ask me the question again. Go. Desmond Ritter is now going to quarterback the Falcons. The kid from Cincinnati. Correct. Okay. They drafted him, brought him in. He's now going to start the rest of the way for the Falcons. He's the well, Who do they play this week? Hold on. Bye. Oh. Oh, he's got a whole bye week to work on this shit? And then he comes back next year, next week, and he's the guy. How do you, I am asking this because how do you feel about teams that make quarterback changes like this? Because there could be a jump in the locker room. There could be some excitement for the Falcons going forward. Oh, I love this shit. They become a bet on for at least until you see what happens. Well, well, I mean, like Atlanta's been, you should have been betting on Atlanta all season. They've been good. Yep. There's obviously a team mentality in there. Finally, uh, you know, everybody kind of working together. Now they, in the years past, they kept fucking up the end of games and <laughs> I would argue they'd done it a couple times this season already. Should have right. won or games that they lost or covered games that they didn't cover. I love that shit. They play at New Orleans on the 18th of December. You Starting look ahead line. Yep, four and a half. Saints, Saints four, four and a half. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this guy. His name's his name's uh, Les. He goes by Butch sometimes too. He has these Bayou sayings, these Southern drawl sayings, and he says, "I got." Th- this guy got 13 for a point. And I asked him, what does that mean? And he said, that's when he gets a bad number. If you take in Atlanta, I think that number is going to go up. I, I I mean, you can take the look ahead now and take the right number. Wait, because what is your reaction to this? Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Good thing. I think like you did. I think it is too. Now, a guy making his first start on the road against a divisional foe is an arch rival. <laughs> is a huge bet against. Normally, yep. A lot of people in his business for years auto bet that against rookie quarterback making his first start on the road in New Orleans. I'll never forget. I saw. I told this story on a show before. One of the games, one of the last games I saw in person was John Elway's NFL debut in Pittsburgh. And I thought, I'm going to see John Elway play. I hadn't really seen John Elway play Stanford in Pittsburgh. We didn't see Stanford play back then. People, there was no way to see these games <laughs> when I was a kid in the mid '80s. Um, got his ass kicked. Got up looking out of his ear hole a couple times. <laughs> Is this a bet on or against? Now I'm starting to talk myself into the Saints. How are we laying points with the Andy Dalton and the Saints? We can't. No, but I'm, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. We're getting it next week, but I, I just wanted to bring it up because uh, I thought you, you would, it's, it's just an interesting look on it. Um, what is going on with the line for the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans? What is this? How big can you make an NFL line? This is a college, this is a college football line. What are you talking about? It's 17 and a half in the contest. It's 16 and a half now. 18 and a half now. Oh my. It's gone up two points today. Well, it's 18. It's 18 oh. in a lot of places. It was 16 and a half. It was 16 and a half this morning. Who the fuck is going to bet Houston? <laughs> I mean, they what still got to make them. the number. They pay them, right? <laughs> They're still paying. They do, but they don't do nothing. Whoa. Eight, you're you're comfortable laying 18 points? Hell no. <laughs> Are you? 
know. So I'm bringing it up. What the hell's going on in this? Listen, I'm old enough to remember when the Patriots went undefeated in the season. We had to make them 20. We had to make them 20. We stopped letting people fucking tease the games because they were taking Patriots and over, and it was a fucking double free space. We were, I was at the gold nugget. We had to take them off the fucking teaser carts. We're like, this is ridiculous. And they motherfucked us. Oh, sure. Babies, this, that. Said, listen, go down the street and bet it down there. Who gives a shit? It's one game. We don't want to do it. Couldn't come up with a number that was high enough to make them throw out the other side. Unbelievable. That's what this is right now. You want, I give you Houston plus 20. You taking it? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. I got to give you at least 21. I need 24. Oh, you greedy son of a. I mean, come on. (laughs) 24? Yeah, I mean, I, I I might need three touchdowns and a field goal if to feel like I want to put money behind it. Everybody, even wants- even teasing it up, like even you tease it. I mean, like look, you tease it up if you want. It's eighteen. Tease it up to twenty four. <laughs> not comfortable. Still not. Still not comfortable. I, I, don't, I don't feel good about it. It's a leg I'm going to worry about. But like teasing <laughs> it up in the NFL, I mean, it's a stupid number. Twenty four points in the NFL. It's a college football line, right? 100%. So I said, it's a 18 college football line. It's not normal. 44. Oh my gosh. 44 from a total. How's that? I mean, I don't. There's games that get harder as they go. You know, we had a good week in, in the contest. Um, Four and one. You know, climbing back in it. We're right there lurking just out of the money. This 100%. Wouldn't, I'd take a zero before I had to put this game on there. This would be nothing but aggravation either way. This will be the least handled game. Yeah. Isn't that on purpose, though? Part. It's on purpose, though, right? The books, that's why the number is 18, right? They don't want the action on this game. Well, there's no other action to take. There's no, I mean, like, the only action. And then, you know, we're in Vegas, right? One of the guys I used to work with at the Nugget used to say, bet on the Cowboys the first week of rodeo and bet against them the second week of rodeo. If you guys go back and look at this stupid fucking trend, it's really accurate. You're supposed to take the dog this week. All these people that were here on Sunday night football and cashed all their parlays on Sunday night after laying 11 and a half are all betting Dallas this week. All huh. of them. They're wearing the hats, the belt, the boots, the belt buckles. They're giving them cowboys. You know, it's minus 18 and a half, sir. I don't give a shit. They're going to win by 21. Whatever. Telling you. Wow. I'm telling you. This is, this is. So why wouldn't we take them in the contest? 17 and a half. I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't we take them then? As long as we can live with the result. Like, I don't want to be – I mean, like, I was aggravated we took Tennessee last week because we couldn't come up with a fifth game. It's mine. My call. I just – well, we just – we. I didn't know what else to use, but, we're like, mm-hmm. I, I sent you that text. I fucking hate the Tennessee game. I just don't know what else to replace it with. Right. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to be like, we're two jagoffs. You know that? We're trying to be smart and take 17 and a half, and they lose by fucking 21. We're idiots. I don't want that aggravation. I don't. That's a fair question. Uh, you called it yesterday. You said Vikings money would show at two and a half. Mm. And it showed. Numbers now down to one. 
one and a half here. What does this number close at? We're sitting here on Thursday. Tomorrow's the Friday move. Limits open up. I cannot, this game is like, I, I cannot wait to find out what happens in this game. I am fascinated. No fucking way am I touching it, but I am fascinated about what this game is going to turn into because everything in my football acumen says, what are we doing fading the Vikings? What the are way, we doing? Tyler just did a great thing. Bet smart US. Broncos Jags in 2013 was minus 28. Steelers Bucks in 1976 was minus 27. And Patriots Eagles in 07, 07, I was at the Nugget, was minus 25. Pats didn't cover that number. They did not. I remember that game. They didn't cover it. They did not. I mean, I bet it. I think I was on the Patriots that game. They didn't cover it. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that game. So, <laughs> did either of the other two teams cover? I don't think they did. It was 0 3, right? <sighs> I don't know. I think every number, I think every number, like the number, like when NFL teams are favored by 20 or more, the number is ridiculous. It's like 80% of the dog. You just yeah. don't cover it. Usually the books do good. This yeah. is this, this Vikings Detroit game is awesome. It's it's an awesome discussion. It's an awesome study in betting psychology. I was down at the Westgate again with Tommy DeLip and Tommy E. And, and we're sitting there and I told you I was looking at the board and I said, the Vikings are favored. How are the Vikings favored? They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we wake up tomorrow, the Lions are favored. I'm just telling you guys right now, they're going to bet the shit out of the Lions. They did. Woke up Monday. It was fucking Lions minus one. It got all the way to two and a half. <laughs> Nobody went to three while the limits were lower. The limits officially open on Thursdays. And that's when somebody comes in and says, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, nobody's going to three here. Give me the two and a half plus whatever for the limit. Back to two. Is more Viking money coming? Yes. This game closes at a pick, in my opinion. Very good. Now you're seeing shit. I agree. I, I mean, it ain't going to three. Mm-mm. No, I, goes, I think it's gone. I, I think two and a half are gone. I, I think we're going down, down, down. I think we're going down to kick, and I think it's going to be a pick at kick. Well, I think we may have found water. The water finds two its and level. Half. Is that what the thing? Yeah, two. Correct. Yep. Two is the level. Okay. Two. The five and seven lines. Sure. It might. It 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 ain't going higher again. Ain't no. nobody going to give away no no more Vikings. We don't need to because the people are coming. People are here. People are betting. 80% of the bets taken on an NFL game are taken on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 80%. This is where I, I think what's so fascinating about our show and people on your side, Jeffrey Benson, people who are in the risk room and people who are trying to desperately educate the public about what line making is. And so many people, I was guilty of it for years when I did talk radio and I was not educated, did not talk to you every day, did not have a chance to learn exactly what bookmaking really is all about. This is a bookmaker's game. This is such an interesting, interesting look. This is a fascinating, I'm not talking about who wins and loses. I'm not talking about whose offensive line is going to win what what down or what red zone offense is better than somebody else. None of that shit matters. It's what. Well, it matters for football. Not, well, no, matter it matters for, for football. It doesn't matter yeah. in this discussion. Yeah, and it yeah. doesn't matter for what we're talking about. No. It's just watching what the professionals are going to do and the line being set in order to entice professional money to be on what side they're going to be on, knowing where the public is going to be. Because the public's going to go, I get points with a 10-2 and two football team. Give me give me a dime on the, on, the, on the Vikings. I'm coming in heavy. 
And the book's like, okay, I'm good. I'm good with that. Go ahead. Come on. Come, come get it. If you want it, come get it. Knowing that pros might be lurking around because they bet two and a half on one side, taking the plus on the lines, and they're taking two and a half on the Vikings. Now you're like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. This game falls one on either side. We're fucked. You're going to middle us. So it's, I love this game. This game is so fascinating to me from just now seeing how it all is going to go because I saw a tweet from Kay Adams who I love, but she's like, tell me how a 10 and two team is, is a dog on the road. And I'm like, because the line doesn't say what the game's going to do. The line's not, a, that's what the line means. And people are starting to slowly figure that out that just because the number is what the number is, it doesn't mean what you think it means. If we could do it, the books would go from pick to three. There's no need to be one and two. They're using this is the wise guy's wet dream. They love this. They can take two on one side and take two on the other and say, ha, 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 ha. if this falls one or two, either yeah, way, we got done. you. We side you on two. We middle you on one. Nobody knows shit. You don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're taking the fucking plus 110 now, dickheads. This is, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is one of those ones used to drive us crazy. We're like, son, and you know what's coming. That's why I said it on Sunday to those two. I was just like, I just sent Maria text and said, just move it to one now. They're going to use you. Use them. These bad guys, I already know their moves. Like I knew it's just, it's going to be great to see where it closes because now the reticence to flip it back and give them more plus money on the Vikings. I'd rather just let it burn in flames and leave it at pick and one. You ain't getting no more. You ain't getting no more plus money on the lines. Fuck it. <laughs> I love it. Sports Grid, thank you very much. We appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow for a roll call Friday. You're not going to want to miss the show. It's always the best show of the week on a Friday for Ooh. Sports Grid. We're done. But for you guys on live on Twitter and YouTube, don't move here. More to come here with BVB. Uh, one quick bowl game story. Iowa has a total of 31 and a half. Will Levis is out. We talked about it a bit yesterday here. In your bookmaking career, have you seen a bowl game with a total of this low? No. Never. This is unbelievable. This is a bowl game. Bowl games are always inflated. They always inflate this. I mean, look at this. Chris Rodriguez is not playing. Best running back, arguably in the SEC. Not playing. Will Levis, top 25 pick in the NFL draft coming up. Not playing 76.8% of Kentucky's total offensive production this year is sitting for Kentucky against an Iowa team that has a third string quarterback. <laughs> like this game sucks. Iowa, Kentucky is awful. How much lower can it go? Maybe as low as the number of tickets being purchased by Iowa Hawkeye fans who at last check had sold, I think, 800 of their 8,000 allotment for this game. 800? That's it? <laughs> no one's going. <laughs> oh, boy. No one wants to go. Oh, Nashville's boy. fun, but like this is like watching paint dry. <laughs> like, you're not, not going to go watch a fun game. Man, oh, man. Um. Can we see a number in the 20s? Could it close at 29? Mm -mm. Somebody will bounce it at 30. Okay. There's no chance it, it sees a 20. It should. <laughs> I would love it. If we're sitting there today, you know, we're, we're, we're hanging out. We're going, you know what? 
fuck it. See who's paying attention. Move it to 30. It's 31 or 31 and a half everywhere, Dave. Why? I said, just move it to 30. See what, see who's, send it out. Send out the signal. Because if somebody comes in and says, shit, these guys are going to 30. They're going to go to 29. I better bet under. They give you the under bet. You sound the fucking alarms. <laughs> you You're sound the alarms. You're if you move it to 30 right now before everybody else, and they give you the under bet because they think you're going to go lower, you go, fuck Uh-oh. it. 17. <laughs> 17. You start screaming. There ain't nobody scored in this game. They scored a touchdown. It's all field goals. Hurry, hurry. Oh, it's like C- Commander Akbar. It's a trap. It's, it's a, a trap. Tra- Oh, we, by the way, we have got to get Jeffrey Benson on talking about trap lines. We have got to get him back. I saw on. him yesterday. I said, what are you doing? He goes, he goes, I don't like doing the media. Yeah. He says he's no, he says, he says he's no longer talking about games. He said he's, he goes, he, he, cause he, I guess he went on some podcast and some guy said, fuck you to him. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, one o'clock today. Circles off podcast friend of the show. Pozzola and somebody tried to mediate. That's this, this Take the something points with TJ and him. Went bad. Yeah, it's on at 1 o'clock today, Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern. I'm going to try to catch a bit of it because he sent me a, de- a text well, you know that I did dude, see him that yesterday. That exchange is going to go viral. Like that, that, that's going to get yeah, was, everyone, That's going to be hot. everywhere today. Yeah, he said it was pretty hot. You got someone go ahead and yelling at I mean, Jeffrey Benson's a, a guy that, you know, I love it. I love what he does. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I love the needling. I love the attack. It's, you know after my own heart <laughs> i him and i kind of subscribe to the same world but whew, that's going to be something it's yeah that's going to be something is will levis a first round draft choice just they're yes. debating it right now there's yes. people that say he's not he is he's going to be he's a quarterback yes he's big strong physical yes if ryan Tannehill was this guy will levis will be so good luck could, yeah, I think Will Levis will be there. Uh, time for the Omaha Steaks searing hot take of mm. the day. Mm-hmm. You guys buying the meat. Somebody sent me a receipt. I appreciate it. Right now, Omaha Steaks put together this delicious selection of various gift packages to make shopping for your loved ones very easy this holiday season. Go to omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off the entire site, plus 40 bucks off now with the promo code BVB. The meat is cheap. Just buy the <laughs> meat. Expensive. Inexpensive. The, the, it's the inexpensive. Word. I mean, yeah, it's inexpensive. It's cheaper. I mean, less yeah. less expensive. People get scared by that word in in marketing. They, they, Do they? they, they yes, yeah, I think it's a negative connotation. Say cheap, inexpensive. BVB at checkout. Go to omahasteaks.com. Order today. Get everyone taken care of. Everyone. BVB. Did you see this dude who left Mississippi State? This is Dylan Johnson. I only saw it after you said it, but tell the so people like, why. So everybody does, all these players have like these goodbye notes where they have a picture of themselves and like their autograph on the bottom and it like, thank you to everybody. This guy starts off like everybody else. He says, first and foremost, I would like to thank God for giving me the opportunity to showcase my talent at the college level. Without him, I am nothing. Secondly, I would like to thank my family and friends for the endless love and support they have shown me throughout this season. To Mississippi State University, my teammates, trainers, and amazing fans, it's been an honor to participate in this program with you all. Together, you guys have helped make me uh, build my character and my skills tremendously. <laughs> but here's where it changes. Uh-oh. Now what? With that being said. <laughs> that never means something good's coming. 
since I am not very tough and Leach, not Coach Leach or Coach Mike Leach, but Leach is glad I am leaving. I will be entering my name into the transfer portal with the hopes of finding a more fit playing environment for me. Thank you. It's it's one way to do it on the way out (laughs) to go ahead and drag the coach. If you're a coach with an opening for a player, does this make you want him more or less than he decided to drag his former coach soon to be publicly? We're off sports grid right now, by the way. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tyler's been hitting with zingers all, all day in the chat. <laughs> Somebody said, buy the meat. And he came back with, you can't beat the meat. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. He's getting a job with us somehow. We're going to, we got, we got a whole payroll. We got a lot of miles He's a to lefty feed. golfer, by the way. What's. Yeah, did you see that swing? Lefty golfer. Good smooth swing, but lefty golfers are rare. That swing and that knee's talking about that knee still hurt. The knee didn't look like it was fucking hurt in that swing. Gonna get him a golf game. People are gonna look for me to put me in a desert. You put Tyler in a golf game, (laughs) comes out and you fucking scratch golf. Please. Um, does the coach look at this? Mike Leach don't look at nothing, but he's got people that look at No, no, not Mike Leach. The guy, the next coach. If you're a coach. If you're a coach with an opening, if you're a coach of Florida, coach of oh. whoever, whatever SMU. Oh, you got and you a chance to take this kid. Oh, do you want him more or less that he would drag his former coach publicly on the way out? Listen, this NIL stuff is all not all fair is in love and war. People are saying shit, doing shit that they ain't never done before. This is crazy publicly. Who knows how many people he got following him and all this other stuff saying this stuff publicly. Oh, Go back God. to the Abraham Lincoln quote. What is what is the Abraham Lincoln quote again? That, um, today that he's got, he only has 4,000 followers just for the record. That's but, fine. But what did, um, what did Abe Lincoln say? The official Abe Lincoln, did, to quote it accurately, the Abe Lincoln quote, it quote is, the fi- is the following. Um, it, uh, where is it? Hold on. Where is that? Where is that? Oh, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. Live like that every day. Ain't no need to say this. I mean, at least that last paragraph. You don't need to say it. You could think it. Your circle could know it. Ain't no need to say it because this ain't going to help him. Somebody ain't going to go to Florida. Fuck. Look at this kid. He got balls. He just trashed Leach on the way out. Lane Kiffin might. Lane Kiffin might. That guy's crazy. He might. Lane Kiffin, old mess. He may like this. This is, this is. You know, listen, this is SEC shit. They don't do this in the rest of it. This is this is strong. This is SEC country. You people are crazy down there for the football. You're crazy. Agreed. It's awesome. I get it. But man, oh man, you're nuts. It's awesome. It's really crazy. But yeah, um, this is now the the world we live in. Okay. I'm not so sure I want to see that, but that's where we're going. What I do want to see is who's coming to Vegas this coming spring. Did you see this? This is this is like if we don't do it, we don't know where we're going to be in five months. But if if this show is still existence, and we better be, but this event with the Savannah Bananas coming to Vegas. Have you seen the prices? Doesn't matter. You need to be on the field. We got to figure this out. This dude's from Massachusetts. The guy who runs this thing is from my home state. 
We have to figure this out as to how we get this to be done. Yep. But the Savannah bananas coming here. Mm-hmm. This is too perfect. On the show, I, we for starters, we got to get them on the show. Like that's just uh, we have to get them on the show. Fine. But they're coming to Vegas. Tickets. One ticket. Uh-huh. Anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars. Face value. Already tried to buy. No, it's a wait list. You have to get on right now. Correct. But wait a minute. To go to the game is five hundred dollars a seat. Just just face value. Just already tried because. I showed the kids the videos. I said, look, if you guys don't know what this is, you should be following it on whatever those social things that you're going to use and right. follow. I I saw a documentary on them a year and a half ago, right. of, like the first person to talk about them. I said, this guy's a fucking genius. I wanted to take the kids down there just to go. And I saw this tour. 60-minute special, <laughs> by the way. If you have not, not seen the six, Google 60 Minutes Savannah Bananas, and you'll be blown away. It's great. The story they um, did is unbelievable. I think it would, for our family, I think it was going to, Jess said it would cost us 3000 bucks to go. That's all. That's, that's okay. Now I'm actually kind of angry. Yeah. That's not so, right. Yeah. I mean, it's a limited thing, right? There's only, only going to be here one or two days. I think they're going to play two games now. But that's, I mean, look, that, that's, that's Adele prices. Like, what do you, like, what are we doing? That doesn't make any sense to me. Like this is supposed to be his whole thing is we're a family friendly. We're designed and we're different. We're teaching the kids. 3000 family of five. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, wow. That's, you know, might have to make a decision to send the kids and not go. Like if it gets to be, if it's that expensive, but yes, absolutely. Any way we can find somebody. I'm very excited for this. I already saw it. She already looked, she, this was going to be a Christmas present. You know, and she looked and she said, you know, do you want me to, I'm going to put this in. It's, it's going to be 3000 for us to go. I said, what, what are you talking about with the fees and all this stuff? Yeah. 3000. I said, for a baseball game, what, you know, it's fun. It's not that fun. $3,000. Uh-uh. That's, a, that's actually really, I'm actually angry about that. That's really not right. Everything is jacked up, man. I, no, but you could be jacked up. Them. I mean, a hundred bucks a ticket is still really expensive. That's major league baseball prices. I mean, that's, that's expensive, but like 500 At this ticket? point, to support them in the travels and the things that they're doing, I would even pay like NHL really good seat prices for a really good seat here for like this. 225? I pay, I pay 200 a seat. It's a, okay. it's a dime for me to take the girls and, and Jess to the game. It's 15 minutes from the house. I love the ballpark. We were there right. last night. I just love walking around that place. The kids may end up working there in the summer. They're already talking about oh, trying nice. to get jobs, like working at the ballpark and all this other stuff. We love it. I love baseball. Mm. 3000 No. That, that's <laughs> No. That's really – that's that's actually frustrating. I did not I, – I didn't know. I, I thought it would be expensive. I did not think it was going to be that level. Yeah. That's um, that's outrageous. So if anybody got any connections – Yeah. Tell, you, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna, you know, call Boris. Again, I'm, he's waiting for my call after the show. We'll see if Boris can hook us up with some tickets. We sit in a press box even. That'd be great. Do they even do that? I wonder if they don't even – I bet they charge for media coverage. They don't need it. They get 2 million followers on TikTok. They don't need it. <laughs> they don't need media Did coverage. Did you say 2 million, sir? I believe they have 2 million followers on TikTok, yeah. Wow. 
Oh yeah. And Instagram, they got another like million, like their social is insane. They have the best social of any sporting I mean, sports team. And I think in the country, it's incredible what they've got from a following perspective. Um, just real quick on this. Cause yep. we talked a lot yep. about Massachusetts and we're talking about yep. Portnoy yesterday and, and, and whatnot. It's not just Penn national, everybody that like people that's having a problem. This is, I don't understand. So MGM went in front of the Massachusetts lawmakers yesterday. Yep. And they were trying to tell them that MGM and bet MGM are two different things. It is. Well, it is, but the lawmakers don't want it to be. <laughs> the lawmakers are saying, well, you can't have MGM mobile and bet MGM mobile. You have MGM in person and you have bet MGM mobile. So the fact that your license application is separate and you have two separate hearings, we're not going to rule on in-person MGM betting until we talk about mobile bet MGM. Massachusetts is not starting sports gambling anytime soon. <laughs> it is it's going to be a while before they take bets. Massachusetts, and, and again, if, if we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, we can readdress this tomorrow with the graphic yeah. and the story reference and all that. But I don't know if they're getting um, – they're getting smarter. They're hundred percent getting smarter. The, the hustle with, you know, Oh, we got to have this thing is the mobile. This thing is this. No, no, no. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You guys are going to take bets. You understand we're in Massachusetts. We're going to ask you all the questions we want. And we're going to ask you again. And then we're going to ask you again. And you're going to tell us exactly what you're going to do. Cause as soon as you don't do it, we're just going to take the license. That's what, I mean, they're telling them all that up front, all this stuff. They're telling, they're doing them a favor, telling them before it all starts. I'm telling you right now, because the, <laughs> whoever fucks up in Massachusetts is going to be made an example of for the rest of the country and for the states. Don't say yes yet. I'm telling you, they're going to be the precedent for a lot of people. It's wild to watch. All right, time for better to book it. Uh, let's roll through a couple of games here. Remember, book boys said we're falling for the banana and the tailpipe if we go to the Savannah Bananas. Is that even possible? I don't think we're falling for the banana and the tailpipe. I don't know. It looks pretty fun. It looks I mean, great. I think Madeline would be over the moon watching it. It's it's the Harlem Globetrotters of yes. baseball, is it not? 100% what it is, yes. I mean, we're not going to watch an actual game. I'm not going to watch high-quality baseball. Going they to watch light them. the bats on fire yeah, and swing, nuts. and they do all this crazy stuff. It's the guys fun on as stilts. Hell. The guys on stilts. They do dances before they pitch. They do backflips. Right. Like it's not. It's like watching a baseball game done by Cirque performers. Uh, Raiders minus six tonight. I have a half a point of CLV on this. Where are the Rams stuff, P. Rock? You know I'm booking this. You like the who, Rams to cover this game? Who wants the Rams tonight? Nobody. This is part of the job of being in the book. You got to take the team sometimes that nobody wants. I'm I just can't believe they haven't gone to Mayfield. Why haven't they gone to seven? <laughs> just test the waters. Why. I know, but just test the waters. Like, well, go, go to seven and come back down. Go seven. They want to. They haven't even done that yet. They're gone six and a half, and they just stopped. No one's even tested seven yet. Yeah, you know, you know why? Because the pros will hammer them with seven. No, they all right. They already know. They already know. Okay. So. Going to seven now announces to whomever takes it, me and you are partners. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want some of this smoke? You come and join me at seven, and we'll, we'll both root for the Rams together. How's that feel? It ain't easy. 
gives you that feeling in your stomach right about there. I don't think the Rams are going to score tonight. 23, the final score. Iowa State, Iowa. Basketball tonight. Cyhawk. Cyhawk series. I I heard the Cyhawk bullshit yesterday. I met, listen, I had a flash from your past with Ken Miller, Chris Williams, Iowa everywhere. Even Label was there. Saw them all. How you guys doing? You watch the show. Thank you. They watch the show. Absolutely. They definitely watch the show. They're watching the show. They're listening to the other show on KGYM too, which we'll record later later tonight. Later, later tonight. Mm -hmm. Got some things we've got to take care of. Mm -hmm. So just be ready for that. Um, Iowa State plus four and a half is the side you're taking? Yeah, Murray was in a walking boot. And there's really some reports he may not even play tonight. All right. So if he doesn't play, right. the, the number went from six to four and a half when he was in a walking uh-huh. boot at the Iowa Iowa State women's game. Uh-huh. And so he's going to play. If he plays tonight, he's not going to be 100%. Iowa can't hit jump shots. Iowa State's defense is legitimate. The under may be the best play in the game, but I'm concerned a little bit about tempo because Iowa State has had, I mean, it's 141 was the total. Just a little low for me to get involved with an under in this it's game. One thirty-seven now, by the okay, way. Okay, so it just the, the under probably was the better. And I should probably should have bet the under then because it, that's thirty-seven. But I'd rather take the points. I think Iowa State could win the game outright. It's so, three and a half now. There's not okay. a four, four and a half anywhere. It's yeah, three and a half. So you got a good number. We'll, well, we'll bet it. We'll it was six at one point. I mean, you you could have gotten six yesterday before the Murray news started to leak out. Well, and probably uh, how far in advance did this come out before the Duke game? Iowa got a little bit exposed in a Duke game, though. A little bit. More than a little bit. Iowa's not very good. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think Iowa State would be. I think Iowa State wins the game outright tonight. But I'll take the four and a half. Cyclone win outright. I I agree with you. I I this is a bet. This is this is not a book. This is a bet. Okay. And then Detroit, Florida tonight, over six and a half in hockey. <laughs> Both these teams are one of the best. Florida's the best over team in hockey. Yes, they are. Detroit's not bad. Detroit's like seventh. What's the first period over? What is it? Yeah. Got to lay over one and a half minus what? 180? First period. Let's see. First period. Detroit. Oh. Oh, wow. Total goal is one and a half. Three of the books just said fuck it. Two. Minus 150 for Red Wings Panthers at. Well, one book. Yeah. Yeah, there's three books. I already said, fuck it. We're using two. Uncle, enough of this one and a half bullshit. Um, I like it. I like over. Uh, wow. Two places just moved right now to the over. <laughs> they had under minus 15. One went to six and a half flat. One went to over minus 15. Guys, seriously. <laughs> I mean, sponsor the fucking show. Just text me. Just 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 send me a DM at Sports BK and say we can talk. We got to figure something out. I'm helping you move the numbers. I'm unless somebody's betting it. And if you're betting it because you're listening, hit the like button while you're here too and tell somebody. God damn it. <laughs> Over. Bet it. I like it. Favorite thing about today is what? Well, I I mentioned my brief meeting last night uh or yesterday afternoon. I saw Benson. He's hilarious. I said, you, you, you've become the ultimate heel of gambling Twitter. This is unbelievable. People keep coming at you. And he's like, 
um, I'm even handcuffed right now. If I could really unleash and say what I wanted to say. Oh my. I said, you haven't done that yet? This is him, this is him handcuffed? Oh boy. All right. He's handcuffed right now, he said. I said, man, he's, swing, he's swinging go, with two fists. He might be handcuffed. He's, he going to be doing a one-two coming up, uppercut, knock him out. Um, but I, I got to, I got to meet those guys from Iowa. It was, it was fun, um, because we know Lebel, but I never met the other guys. And then, like you said, the whole circle of life comes back. They said to say hello. Um, you know, bygones are bygones. If there was any bygones, they're still kind of gone, but they're not. So whatever, it's all good. But then we started talking about the games, and I thought it's fun still talking about the games. And my favorite thing about today is a reminder, because you you said it on the Twitter. I woke up, got up, said hello to the kids. The Elf on the Shelf Twitter account liked my tweet yesterday. Oh, The, the Elf on the Shelf Twitter account has 4.8 million followers or something. So... The beautiful thing. Somebody's watching something. I appreciate that elf on the shelf. Yeah. But it was a reminder this morning that I still love talking about the games. And the games are the thing that bring us together mm. where we can have it out, talk it out. You can bet it if you'd like. There's books that are gladly take your action. And all this other stuff is fucking noise. And you said it again. I'll remind people again. And I'm, there's no regret in my life at all, but I'm sorry that it took me having a stroke and my dad having to come back and tell me, you just told people and you're reminded of it. Stop fucking worrying. Outstanding message for today. Thank you guys for being here. That's my favorite thing about today. Yeah, it's all along the same lines. I mean, I had, last night, Madeline had a sneak peek of every Tuesday and Thursday. For the last, uh, what's oh, December? So since September, we've been driving the kids, Julia and Madeline, to school early for choir practice two times a week, getting up 45 minutes early, normally getting up at seven, getting up at 6.15, dragging the kids out, of, out, get them up to go sing, which is not always the most fun thing to go ahead and do. When it gets colder in the morning, it's getting colder and colder and colder. It kind of sucks. You don't really want to do it, and you wind up doing it. So last night, we had finally had the sneak peek of it. And it was it was much better than I thought it was going to be. I was very concerned about like how it was going to be and like what it was going to be. And the teacher who has spent all this time after the kids did two songs, they'll do nine songs tomorrow. They've got dancers and they've got props and all this stuff, but he, they did the performance and he got on the microphone and he was like emotional. And he was like, just didn't realize how much I miss doing this because they haven't done it for three years because of COVID. And that was like, man, we're still having those moments that we had lost. We still haven't really, categorized and cataloged everything we lost and what we're getting back. And it's the, it was an awesome reminder of like, yeah, a year ago, these kids couldn't have done this. They weren't able to perform together. They couldn't sing. They couldn't be around each other like this. <laughs> and we now have it. It, it. My favorite thing about today is that those things are back for my kid, that we can, we, she can experience those things. And we're back to some level of normalcy 
barring after what happened the last two and a half years where we all lived through a hellacious thing that we still don't really know. Let's hope so, B-Roll. Let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, look, Al, Al Horford's yeah. out for COVID right now. So, like, yes, my mom, I told you before the show, my mom told me, but like, hey, by the way, just so you know, um, COVID's back in Boston. So when you come back here, just FYI. I'm like, oh, great. That's, thank you for that. I appreciate you. you telling me that. That sucks. But yeah, at least we understand it a bit more now. So, Hit the like button, subscribe button. We appreciate everything you guys have done. We really do. Roll call Friday tomorrow. It's always a really big day. Show. Big day. Be a part of it tomorrow, starting around one o'clock Eastern time for BVB.